Zachary. Zachary. Aaron? Yeah. Andrew. <laughs> Fucking lock. You, <laughs> you, you, you had it right. You had it right. Good job. Good job, Aaron. It was all good. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's all okay. about the rhythm. It's not about what you say. It's about the rhythm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That kind of sounds like it comes from Sister Act, but I don't think it does. <laughs> Maybe Sister Act 3. I mentioned to you, Pets. Yes. Before we before we started recording, that the reason why we take breaks in between the news and impressions is because of the way I would have to sit and my setup that I I used to have uh, in in my room here at home uh, would hurt my balls a lot while I'd record. There's <laughs> something that I would have loved to have had would have been a nice testicle ball. Oh, that's for sure. This article comes out of New York Post and was written by Ben Kost, an enterprising German scientist captured top prize at Germany's coveted Dyson Awards for an unconventional form of contraption, uh, contraception that uses a testicle bath to prevent pregnancies. Entitled COSO, the Apple-esque device is described on the site as an ultrasound-based, reversible and hormone-free male contraceptive device for home use. To use this baby blocking bidet, the bather simply adds water up to the indic- indicated <laughs> indicated In- indicated indicated oh. mark which is set oh. together with a doctor according to individual testicle size. After heating up the water to the requisite temperature, the man then spreads his legs and sits down to place the testicles in the device. Or as IFL science described it, you teabag your way to temporary infertility. The Kickstart's COSO prophylactic process, which works by employing ultrasound deep heat for several minutes to temporarily halt sperm mobility in the testicles, effectively preventing swimmers from fertilizing the female egg. The COSO must be used for the first time under the doctor's supervision, and it takes two weeks to work after which it needs to be employed every couple of months to work. While the efficacy was not included in research about it, the COSO is indeed temporary. Andrew. Oh. <laughs> why am I first? <laughs> I um, do have no idea why. I guess you're, <laughs> you're, you're in the top left, so I'm going the way I'll Good luck. <laughs> Andrew, you're a family man. Are you interested in contraception uh. now? Absolutely. <laughs> I will absolutely teabag my way to um to having the swimmers not do their job. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I I gotta say, compared to like having to go through through the effort of putting on a, a condom and whatnot, and you know, aside from, you know, protecting you from SDIs and STDs, which obviously this device would not do. Um, sounds a lot more pleasant to sort of dip my balls in a testicle bath or something like that, for sure. Aaron, could you see yourself dipping your balls in this testicle bath? I'll give it a go. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Someone's got to do it. I'll let you boys know how I get on. (laughs) Yep, bring on the teeth. You can't see he's he's actually on uh, Amazon right now, pre-ordering it for (laughs) for when it comes to Australia. Yep. It's already in the cart. I, I want to know what COSO stands for. Yeah. I don't know that. what that's an acronym for. Um, crazy, oscillating, sensual... No, I can't come up with it. Something, something, sexual organ? 
<laughs> Lockie, do, would you use this on your sexual organ? Uh, I mean, I kind of don't really need it. Um, cause if, if someone gets knocked up in my, uh, in my groups, um, well, that's going to raise a lot more questions. Call like, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to have a lot of questions. I'm going to be like, well, how the fuck did that happen? I, I, um, I definitely thought that through before I asked you, Lockie. That is for sure. So yeah. So luckily I don't need to worry about that. Discovery if that. Yeah. I, I must say though, um, if I, the way that it sounded, the, the science that went into it, I, I guess all I was thinking the entire time was, God, if this is what I need to worry about, I'll just get snipped. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, just just get get my de- van's deference snipped. I mean, oh, it's it's too much, too many steps. Yeah, the the whole ultrasound side of it, it's, it kind of sounds like microwaving your balls. And I'm not. I mean, that's also yeah. another sure way of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, that would work. Well, I mean, we kind of do that already with phones, don't we? Yeah, I mean, there was that running thing about standing in front of a microwave turning your cereal. Actually, like, this is just the next level of that. Now that's useful. That's a useful idea. If you just get a phone app that just turns up the radiation, basically that your phone emits, and you just run it over your balls. And that's I mean, it's the less painful way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've got so many different ways, and that's yeah. the most least painful way. Like Rochambeau is another way yeah, as works. well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably fun for the people watching and not for the people taking yeah, part. Yeah, of course not. No. What's that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Go on, Andrew. When <laughs> you kick each other in the balls until someone gives up. Oh, yeah, why? it's just a game. Why? I swear that's like a South Park thing. It is. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, Rochambeau, you for it? Yeah. Kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> Oh, South Park. Yeah. Also, well, well, also, I just noticed it's like the Dyson Awards. Like, is this the same Dyson that makes vacuum cleaners or what? Like, mm. I honestly don't know. What's what's going on there? Yeah. It's another way not to get kids. I was I just mean, about yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need all this science. We just need to kick someone in the balls hard enough. <laughs> so many easier ways, yeah. Oh, excellent. to news to reviews your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week my name is zach and i am here with my awesome co-host for the 100th time lucky fuck's sake oh sorry i thought you were going to introduce me um yeah hi yeah a hundred episodes, episodes and we, we, we haven't gotten any better at this. <laughs> oh, we haven't figured it out after 2.50, don't even worry. <laughs> Zach, Zach, I seriously thought you were going to introduce me by name the way that you're leading me in, like, rhythmically-wise. I was like, oh, he's going to actually say my name. Yeah, I stopped, I, yeah, I stopped doing I it after a, a while. I know, I'm all blue-balled, named blue-balled. <laughs> It's Lucky here. Here's Lucky, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Lucky. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> Lucky, happy, happy, feeling a little bit more free in Sydney. It's wonderful, mm. wonderful time, wonderful oh, time for podcasting no. days. Wonderful time for Sydney. Oh yes, it's a wonderful time to see Aaron once again. Aaron, thank you for joining Ooh. us for episode 100. That's yeah, great. thank you, Jens. Happy 100. Good job. <laughs> you got you. it. You made it. And uh, yeah, here's to another 100. And also thank joining you, us sir. 
from the Inconsolables. You all know him. You all love him. Andrew. I contest that second point, but hi. Oh, How are you doing? 100%. That is- well, we do at least. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that much. If our, if our fans have a problem with it, I don't know. They can get fucked. You're better. <laughs> they, can, look, they, can, they can email me and I will fight them. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If any fans have a problem with it, I, I don't want your listenership. That is that that is one hundred percent. There's no that's a big call. Anyway, at least you're known. Like that's that's something, well, that's, right? That's You'd something, rather be yeah. known than loved. That's so. that's something. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> you take what you can get. You know. Thanks yeah. so much for joining us, guys. I couldn't think of two better guests to get on for episode one hundred. Aaron, like I remember the first time we got you on the show. I remember Lockie and I looking at each other and going, "Man, this is." fucking awesome this is going great aaron is just an absolute natural he's just got such a passion for games and i'm so glad that you come by and jump jump on the show all the time to the point where you forked out got yourself your own microphone and everything yeah you're a part of the show now aaron buddy yeah thanks so much for being here i'm in potty land thank you very much guys for uh yeah having me on and and it's been a whirlwind and i know that after that first episode you boys would have looked at each other and said Never again? Never again, okay. <laughs> no, over and over and over again is what we said. Then the barrel gets light, you have to scrape the bottom, and on back, back no, I come. No, mate, my, no, mate, my, uh, like, I felt like a, you see, the first time I felt like a, a talent manager or something, I was like, that boy's going to be a star, <laughs> and I want a slice, I want that 10%. Oh, sorry, and anyone uh, who listens stuff. to the show knows that we love the inconsolables around you that's why we are always getting them on the show all the time and uh, andrew thank you so much for being here not only are you just a fantastic regular guest that we get on the show you're also now one of the closest friends i've made through doing this podcast and and that goes out to yeah mrs Mrs. l and and sammy deej and paul as well too uh, thanks so much for being here, Andrew. Bloody oh, awesome. Thanks for having me. I was surprised that you were having guests for your hundred, to be completely honest. Oh, mate. 100%. 100? Yes. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we, we love having guests on our show. So, of course, for episode 100, we're going to get a guest. And who better than you? There is nobody. <laughs> Bloody oath. Uh, now, it's a, bit, a little bit light on the news this week. But, hey, do you want to... Should we jump on into it for episode 100? Bring it on. I'm sure we can find something. Uh, I, I think there's some uh, interesting tidbits that happened Ooh. over the last week. Something that Roger and I did not discuss on the show last week, but I believe you guys did talk about it on the Inconsolables, Andrew, uh, was Pokemon Legends Arceus. We got a bit of a uh, bit of clarification on what we are actually getting with that game. Now, if anyone, you know, regular listeners to the show, heard the episode where we covered the the reveal of that game, you would have heard us be like, oh, it's an open world Breath of the Wild Pokemon. It's what we've always wanted. Nope. It is not that. <laughs> the world is not going to be completely open world. Everything's going to be sort of segmented. It's going to be more hub style. Think uh, aka Xenoblade Chronicles or Monster Hunter. Uh, Andrew, do you want to get us kicked off with this one? Does this have you 
cancelling your pre-order for Arceus if you had one in the first I, Well, I didn't have one. Um, <laughs> that, that's the thing. I was kind of disappointed with Sword and Shield anyway, and I mean, I don't make a... <laughs> I don't Whoa! make a huge. It's it's not a huge secret that I'm not a, the biggest fan of Nintendo overall. So I mm. I don't I don't pre-order Nintendo stuff except for my Switch, which eh, I don't regret. It. I don't regret it, but I don't use it either. Um, <laughs> but but it's one of those. that's like uh, it kind of interests me a little more, if anything, that it's not going to be a full open world game because I just have a permanent case of open world fatigue. Ah. Like I'm just sick of going in random directions and just being spat. Or maybe maybe it's more Ubisoft fatigue, where it's like here's a map with a million <laughs> icons, do things, right? Yeah. Yep. But um, I mean, as we said, as we talked about a few weeks ago, I'm also very deep in the hole for Final Fantasy XIV at the moment, which is an MMO, which is by nature to a degree open world. So there's lots mm. of everything on the map there too. So I'm getting my open world fix already. Okay. How about yeah. you, Aaron? Are you disappointed you're not going to be getting this for your open world fix when it comes around in January? Ah, oh, look. When it comes to Switch, it's kind of something you have to expect these days. That they're just they're not going to ever be you know, rubbing shoulders with uh, PS5 or Xbox Series X, and it's always going to be downgraded to a certain extent. And, you know, mm. if you think about it, like Breath of the Wild was a great open world game, but, you know, there was a lot of time in Breath of the Wild where you're just running around and not seeing anything at all. And then if you do see something, it might be, you know, one Guardian, or, you know, there might be three Bobokins or whatever. It's You can't really in your head think about a Pokemon world kind of open world where they're all doing their thing in their environment in this massive open world game if you can't already see it in other open world games that they have on their system so and also i'm a gen one fan so everything else can yeah not be played by me (laughs) (laughs) if uh unless they're bringing docs unless dr oak comes back with his 151 and you know gives me uh canto and nothing but yeah. do you really like let's be honest is it really dr oak that you need to see back what was it well, that dr oak <laughs> bring to the table that none of the other professors are doing it for you he he sold me a blatant lie that i really want him to own up to kind of thing <laughs> well, you I, just want him to see through his fucking promise yeah i just want him to be like you know what i got it wrong i said to you at the very start of, of blue and red that there's only 151 pokemon in the world that's all we got now there's 898 like i dicked up aaron i'm sorry i want to see that you know, yeah, I don't you reckon play all those? Game. You reckon all those experiments that they did on Cinnabar Island, g- genetically modifying Pokemon, was kind of unnecessary? They had a shit ton of them. They hadn't really categorized and cataloged yet. Uh, yeah, it it just felt like a like a yeah, it felt like a world within a world that's just doesn't know that there's other worlds out there. If you know what I mean, it's like it sounds a, like America. Yes. Oh, <laughs> shots fired! Just, like, nothing else exists, right? <laughs> that is. Our that... 151 Pokemon are the only 151 oh Pokemon, God, and if your foreign Pokemon can fuck right off. <laughs> there is no Pokemon outside of Pokemon that we have The here. only Pokemon yeah. type I have is red, white, and blue. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> build the wall, don't let the Pokemon in. Oh, no. no We've got to no, make no. the Pokemon okay. pay for it. Oh, just quickly, guys, is it just me, or, or was there, like, some weird... Uh, like, were Professor Oak and Ash's mum banging? Was there, like, some weird unspoken sexual tension between them two? Or was that just me reading into things? Yeah, Lachlan and I have had this conversation a lot. Like, you can't expect... You can't expect that, you know, anyone in their right mind would send an eight-year-old kid out into the open world with an electric rodent that's lethal to take on the mafia, (laughs) take on mobsters, to survive on his own... 
you know, without trying to, you know, canoodle his way into his old <laughs> dwelling to, you know, okay. get cosy with old, on, la- old on lady. On the other hand, getting her Ketchum. son killed would probably not necessarily help him in his conquest, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I think his conquest idea, though, was more like, yeah, your kid's out of the way. Don't worry. He's, he's on a mission. Yeah, it's all good. Exactly. You know? Don't, I he's, think he's, he's okay. I don't he's think he wanted to get him killed. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he wanted to get him killed, and that's why he gave him, like, you know, one of those new starters where if you just played with them for the entire game, they would be overpowered. Yeah, so, like, they're one of the most powerful Pokemon straight off the bat, so I think he yeah. was like, yeah, they'll be all right, and they'll yeah. be busy doing all this crap. Um, in Oak's head, in Oak's yeah. head, Ash's chance of survival went from nil to slim. Well, yeah, because remember, Ash tried to <laughs> Ash tried to walk into the tall grass, and Oak's like, "Yeah, no, fuck you, kid. You're gonna die." Here you go. Here's a Pokemon. Here's a legendary. <laughs> that said, I've also seen screenshots of like uh, Mr. Mime having interactions with Ash's mum, and they've been a bit sus to say I, the least. I agree, and this is I fall into this side, Andrew, and <laughs> I actually don't think Oak and um and Mama catch him have have a relationship i think um probably oaks he's probably a little bit too old let's be honest um and and he doesn't really care about that he's more about the power um because you know it seems like he set up pallet town seems to me like a little bit of a compound like a a weird leadership culty vibe to it where oaks at the top and they all just sort of do what he says (laughs) But I don't think he he's sexually interested in it. I think he, the power alone is what he gets off on. But I think Mister Mime is what fulfills that need that Mister um, Ketchum left a long mm. time ago. That's my theory. You think you think Ash's father figure is Mister Mime? Well, if you think about it, the Pokemon's ability is to mime. It's to mimic. It's to copy. Right. So. Perhaps that mime belonged to the dad, and that mime watched and learnt oh, no. what the dad could watched, do. Watched a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah, and perhaps, and I mean, like, you know, the thing's annoying as hell, it's shrill as fuck. So I don't know why she keeps it around, if not for being a pleasure model. <laughs> Look, she couldn't get hold of a ditto, okay? Yeah, you say ditto or <laughs> yeah, but also that ditto face. How funny would that be? Is like a former a former boyfriend that or you know girlfriend that got away has like a ditto's face, like just those two dots. Yeah, those two dots and the goofy. Yeah, the goofy squiggly smile across his face. That's great. <laughs> There was an episode. Hey, hey, hey look, I'm not going to kink shame. Some people will be into that. Yeah. There was yeah, an episode. I mean, you know, though. you'd give it a go, but I, I reckon most people would go, yeah, this is disturbing. Yeah. Oh, there and was you an know what is when... absolutely disturbing? All the horrible yeah, stuff that went on over <laughs> we at Activision Blizzard, and we have a oh, sort of update. Oh, Prepare God. to get what legal, everyone. To? Everyone comes to news to reviews for our insight when it comes to the legal side of gaming, so <laughs> prepare yourselves for some top-notch... I'm just going to chuck my mead now in preparation for okay. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, some things have happened. Euro. This article comes out of Eurogamer. It was written by Tom Phillips. A new twist in the ongoing and increasingly messy legal situation surrounding Activision Blizzard appears to have left California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing on the back foot. The California DFEH is, you may recall, the State Department which filed the original complaint against Activision Blizzard for running a studio allegedly rife with sexual discrimination, harassment, and a frat boy culture. 
Last week, the DFAH objected to an $18 million settlement between Activision Blizzard and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, essentially saying the agreement impacted its own efforts for justice and risks letting Activision Blizzard off the hook. Now, their EEOC has hit back at the DFAH's objection and says it, it has uncovered something which could undermine not just the DFAH's ob- objection, but potentially its whole legal argument against Activision Blizzard. The EEOC says the DFAH's case was led until very recently by two of its own former lawyers. That would make the DFAH's objection a conflict of interest and a potential legal issue regarding those attorneys' conduct. In response, the DFAH has replaced those two lawyers, effectively confirming it slipped up. But the EEOC says doing so after the fact could still leave the DFAH's entire case liable to be ruled void. Video game lawyer Richard Hogue, host of the virtual Isn't legality... Isn't it fun, kids? <laughs> oh, Isn't yeah. it fun? It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Host of the virtual legality podcast wrote that this is a pretty massive thing, and if true, would call into question large portions of the DFEH process, certainly as against the EEOC directly. It might even provide Activision with its own defense to the original suit. While we only heard of the EEOC investigation last month, recently released court documents now show the commission was investigating the Activision Blizzard from as early as September 2018, predating the DFEH's legal action. And while these two fight it out, Activision Blizzard faces other action. The company, the company recently acknowledged it was also being investigated by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Finally, there's also the charge filed by Activision Blizzard employees, which accuses the company of using coercive tactics to prevent organizational efforts to improve working conditions. Now, I know there was a lot there. It might be a little bit confusing, but basically what they're saying, so... The thing that kicked off all this Activision Blizzard stuff that made everything, made the shitstorm begin was when the DFEH lodged their their lawsuit about harassment and whatnot. And basically what they're saying here is that uh, the the people who work for the uh, DFEH who, who were leading this were former lawyers for the EEOC who worked on the uh, case that they had, which recently reached a settlement. Uh, so it's yeah, just a complete conflict of interest, which is now looking like it could be putting the DFEH's case at risk here, which is fucking horrible because this is the case that seemed like it, this is the the court case that seemed like it could possibly do some good, but to know that it's at risk like this is 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 bloody terrifying. Um, I don't know who wants to get us kicked off here <laughs> with this one. I know it's a complicated issue. Oh, look, I'll jump in then. Um, oh, thank look. God. Bless you. <laughs> oh, Bless you, Aaron. Trust me. Well, Aaron's I was a... about to say something extremely pessimistic, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything positive either. But uh, like, Aaron's taking the... a bullet for us, guys, because that was really hard to get through. Oh, <laughs> I, okay, well, I'm, I'm definitely not going to say anything intelligent, but what I'm going to say <laughs> is... Uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, like... This is all shit. It's it's all just horrible stuff, right, hearing this. And to be honest with you, like, this can't be good on either side of the fence. Like, Activision being in the spotlight uh, with this court case 
uh, and, and making it drag on, well, not them making it drag on, but it now dragging on even further, going, taking even longer to come to a resolution. It looks bad. Like, I don't know. I, I would, I would expect that a company like Activision would want to get this over and done with as soon as possible and move on to bigger and better things, you know, uh, apologize and do the right thing, um, that it should be doing for their staff that were impacted. Mm. Um, and be public about that and move on. But a situation like this just drags everything on even more. And like you said, Zach, it could actually be detrimental to the case now. It could be, it could come off in a negative way. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's terrible. It's, it's shocking news, really shit. And, uh, and I just, yeah, want to see something good come from those guys. Mm. Uh, like StarCraft 3. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TBD with that one. Andrew? It's, it's complex, right? Because because the whole situation there is like, you know, apologize, move in the right direction. But that's clearly something they haven't been doing, right? Because yeah. they hired Wilma Hale to kind of help mm. try and stamp out the potential unionizing. Mm. Um, and then this whole thing where there might be that conflict of interest, providing Activision with more ammo. Mm. And and the thing is, like, as, as Zach was saying slash alluding to earlier, like, this was hoping to be like, you know the one that brings down the house of cards of all the companies that are doing shitty things getting called out on it and being forced to you know maybe do things in a decent and correct manner you know no harassment no crunch you know since all of these things are so interleaved with the people with the power and all the money at the top Mm. start to maybe maybe erode some of that but if but this whole situation with the conflict of interest it it just gives activision a reason to kind of go wait see see it's bullshit it's bullshit even though the employees Mm. have come out and corroborated those statements and and at least in my mind, proving him that uh, as fact, right? Like, yeah. it, you wouldn't have gotten so many stories if there mm. wasn't at least some truth to it. Mm. You wouldn't have gotten that level of organization of of stories lining up mm. if if they were all lying, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like, um, and I think this is probably a common common complaint with any legal system, is that often it's not about whether or not the crime or the wrongdoing happened, but whether or not they're able to prove it in in a fair impartial legal way and whatever processes and systems they have built up to safeguard that can sometimes end up hurting the justice process with actually going ahead because if it gets eroded and challenged in any way that can fuck the entire case up Mm. so yeah i i agree with you zach on on that point it's scary and it's scary on that because hopefully that doesn't happen because it sounds like this situation has a lot of legs based on years of of you know, individual claims against them. Yeah. Um, so hopefully someone's able to prove within that process that that happens. And yeah, we can only hope that, uh, I guess, justice prevails. Yeah. Sorry, I can't add anything more to that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's... No, right. uh, yeah, what else What else can really be said? I just, I really hope this happening hasn't, compu- hasn't put this whole entire thing at risk. I hope, you know, everything still, still works out, but I, I don't have high hopes. Like, the whole reason why this happened they were objecting to this settlement not not based on these grounds but that that settlement they made for the 18 million they admitted no wrongdoing in that at all yeah so, just here have some money shut up yeah exactly it's like oh yeah b- b- the, and 18 million is nothing to activism yeah yeah, yeah. The, the costs mm. of doing business if, like they're if, worth billions if if bobby like dropped his wallet and a few coins spilled out there's 18 mil 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, if he dropped like yeah, like ten grand, he probably probably wouldn't bother picking it up. Like, why would he? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. The, the the ten grand is what he rounds up his um his supermarket shopping to for charity. Where did he drop that ten grand, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, far out. Yeah. I it's it's hard to be optimistic about this. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I wouldn't be very optimistic if I worked on a video game and then I wasn't credited afterwards. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. Uh, and ex-employees a segue. of Mercury Stream <laughs> were not credited in Metroid Dread. So there were some ex-employees. So a couple of them took to uh, took to Twitter. Uh, this was Robert M- oh, Mayhas. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. But he said, I'm not surprised of the quality of the game though, since the amount of talent on that team was through the roof. It's not a way to sort of you know, brag about your talent, I guess, considering he worked for them. But anyway. Humble brag. <laughs> I, I, ah. I know this firsthand because despite not being included on the game's credits, I was part of that team for eight months. While playing the game, I've recognized quite a few assets and environments I worked on. So my work is in there. Then I would like to ask Mercury's Steam, why do I not appear on the game's credits? Is it some kind of mistake? I'd really appreciate having some answer on this. Thank you in advance. And then also taking to Twitter, we had ten, uh, t- uh, Tenya Penaranda Hernandez saying, it has been hard for me to see that, uh, uh, that they have considered that it should be like this when I keep seeing a lot of animations that I made in every gameplay, she wrote. Another anonymous source also confirmed they were left out of the credits after working on Metroid Dread for 11 months. Uh, speaking to GameSpot, Mercury Steam said, We accredit all those who certify a minimum participation in a particular project, usually the vast majority of devs. We set the minimum at 25% of development time. We also credit mm. those who, even though they have not been in the project for too long, have had significant creative and or technical contributions. A game development is a complex, hard and exhausting endeavor. We understand any of us needs to. Uh, we understand any of us needs to contribute at a minimum to it to be accredited in the <laughs> final product. Thanks Ouch. for your interest. Whoa, God, oh, some of these translations Ouch. were rough. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're basically saying because you probably weren't performing and we fired you or we didn't continue you on, and that's why we're not sticking you in the fucking credits. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. Like, honestly, if you work yep. hard enough, if you actually see an animation in there that's clearly you're doing, uh, that is that is apparent in the game, then absolutely that should be a credit that goes goes in there. I don't believe in this shit at all. I'm going to take it a step further. If you did anything that was in the game, you should be credited. Yeah. Even yeah. if it didn't, like... Like, okay, if you were underperforming, sure, but you still your work's still in the game. Yes. Um, also, a lot of the time, particularly with game development, people will be hired on a temporary contract just for the crunch period to try and get things over the line in time. Mm. Uh, they're not allowed to be accredited because they were, you know, just hired for a couple of months while they were at a tight spot. Like, mm. the 25%... It's a very arbitrary number, and also it's quite a lot of work for, like, how long's the development time? Look at Cyberpunk, right? Mm. Cyberpunk was developed for 10-plus years. Yeah. Mm. If you weren't getting credit on that, you'd have to have been there for, what, at least two and a half years. Mm. Yeah, that's 25% of a game as the end product, so that means that you would have been 100% (laughs) involved on the life cycle. Yeah, they released 25% of the game. To the yeah, public. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> so you go 25% game. of the 25%. Okay, <laughs> yeah. sure. No, no, like, no, no. Okay, you did the initial 25%. Just, just, 
and 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 they just and released that, yeah. and that was it. So yeah. it turned out being a hundred percent in the end. <laughs> you, you wrote the design doc, and the game came out fifteen years later. But, but I mean, but, but my, yeah. point, my point being that right, and and I'll, I'll point out that I am a software developer for my day job, mm. so this hits close to home. Mm. And it's like you know, if you do any work on that shit then you should mm. get credited. And even yeah. if you're like, you know, if you are a contractor who's being brought in for the crunch period to assist with something like that, yeah. you might still be trying to get, you know, the experience and the portfolio together yeah. get a more permanent bit of work. But if you're not credited, if I go to someone and go, hey, I worked on Metroid Dread, and then they look in the credits and see that my name's not there, but my animations or my code did make it to the game, well, who are they going to believe? The credits of the game or some rando who's gone, hey, I would like a job. I worked, here's some of my yeah. work. You can see it in a AAA mainstream game. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's yeah. not just it's not just the principle of, hey, give someone credit for work they've done, even if they only did a little bit, they weren't there for very long. But, like, you're potentially fucking up future opportunities for these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And that's a good point. It's um kind of the whole... um, it, A lot of big, big businesses are run through a lot of... Not, not employees, but through a lot of contractors and sole traders and third-party business providers that employ those people to do it and manage them in their area and deliver their side of things. So, like, there's always so many more people involved than just the people that are on the employee payroll of the parent company um, to this. So, yeah, it's an interesting point you got there. And, I mean, to to add on to that, like, one of the projects that I've been maintaining at my my job, and I'm not going to get specific because I'm not allowed to, but it was written by someone who uh, left our company five to six years ago. The initial entire app, I I do iPhone development, um, was written by this other guy, and I've been maintaining it ever since. But I don't fully understand the code base because it was written by somebody else, and Mm. I've just been jumping on it occasionally to fix a bug, add a feature here, add a feature there. Mm. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me that, it, like, like credits-wise, should his name be removed because he hasn't been in the company for five, six years? Nah. Should it be my name? I didn't write the bloody work. Mm. Well, you'll certainly you know? be blaming him if something goes wrong, it sounds like. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, it's also it's also an app that's quite old, and so it's kind of like on its last legs at this point. But, like, yeah. even aside from that, it's like, you know, those, those who came before and left beforehand do definitely affect the current state of the product, yeah. whether mm. whether the company and the, the, the talking heads at the top want to admit it or not. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. The, the, the only time I've heard of this is uh, back when Red Dead 2 was released, there was a bit of a kerfuffle about Rockstar uh, not crediting people who worked on that. Now, Rockstar has 2,000 plus employees, so like, if if anyone's going to do it, it seems to make more sense, even though I think they're, fuck it, they should still credit everyone anyway, even if the credits are still going to take an hour to fucking sit through, who cares? There's always a skip credits button nowadays. And also, just on that, on that too though, Zach, have you played Smash Brothers Melee? Or like Smash Brothers Wii, at the very end of the game, you can actually speed up the credits. Like yeah. it's like they make a game out of it, kind of yeah, thing as well. Exactly. Where it's, yeah. and uh, or- Met- Metroid Dread over there at Mercury Steam, there's 160 employees. So like, get fucked. You yeah. have the <laughs> time yeah. to be able to put it there. Like you can Certainly. fucking fit these names in. It's not going to be it's making people sit there for too long. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, it's a cunt move. That's that. It's a exactly. straight up cunt. Yep. Move. Mm. It is. It's just really disappointing because this it's been a very critically well received game, and it's a fucking good game. It should just be a pure like joyful thing, but now we have to have this damper over it that they're 
fucking cunts and don't want to credit the people mm. who made the game what it is and got them their review scores and their payday at the end of the day. And it's a Nintendo game, right? You should step in there and do what Nintendo used to do back in the 90s where you finish a game and at the very end it says, and thank you for playing. <laughs> like, I want to be right. those they credits too. Thank, yeah, they got to thank the consumers. Um, like Mario, all of those games, I'll yeah. wait till the end and it would be like him giving me the thumbs up saying, thank yeah. you for playing. Like, that's, right. Anytime, that's right. Anytime, right? Anytime. Yeah, that's right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to pump this shit out if it weren't for you, the consumer. Thank <laughs> we you. We have your dollars. Pay us for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a related note, um, Japan's always been a little bit weird on credits and stuff as well because, like, um, a lot of the time you'll find in Japanese games if someone's left the company, their their name will be scrubbed from it or something like that. And I I can't remember what the game was specifically, but there was someone who came out with um, like after the game had been released, the name was in the credits, all that kind of stuff. And there was, um, I think some story came about them having a drug problem or something. And oh, so they yeah. went back and in an update, scrubbed them from the credits. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Japan is very weird about that stuff. Yep. Yep. And like, it's, it's like, oh, it reflects badly on us that this person worked for us once. And like, well, they did their work. Like, it's not, they don't work for you anymore. It's about okay. bringing dishonor to the company. Mm. It's a very odd cultural one there, but it's just one I figured mm. I'd mention as well because Nintendo is a Japanese company, but um, mm. as far as I can tell, Mercury Steam is Spanish, so... Yeah, it's yeah. a shame because it, I think, um, look, if, if you get a gaming product, ideally it's something that's born out of creativity and you want the world to... I mean, it's not just a consumption thing. It's also you have something you want to make and put out there and you want the world to enjoy. And yeah. those credits are kind of like... It's kind of like, you know, a historical monument at that point memorializing everyone that worked on yep. it to create this piece of art or you know this this shared piece of cultural relevance that people uh-huh. enjoyed and so it does have significance beyond just purely a business standpoint and mm-hmm. oh yeah this is this is a list of who we deemed worthy of that should be on this this thing it, so i i agree it, it's definitely broader than that and it's all it is interesting when you do that it seems like when you do get the employer to weigh in they're like yeah okay no 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 contractors no none of this third party stuff none of these people that you know we didn't like involved in the project even though you know they still did stuff and we stuck it in there Mm. i guess if you want to get something to stick in there in your (laughs) game console (laughs) Zach, you are the king of those segues i love them wow masterful the games that are coming oh, up. I'm teleported to the new time. I need you to I, look. I'm I, teleported. I, look, I need you to teach me this shit. Yeah. Like, how's he gonna do this one? It's getting oh, there. We're yeah. almost there, and we're there. Good. I was yeah. I was getting ready to tangent him in a different direction, bro. Well, and I'm gonna take it in a different direction with the games release. Oh, coming up in the next week. Wow, just uh, that was a callback. We used to do the games uh, release in the last week, but now we. Look to the future with the games that are coming up, and whew. yeah, who the hell wants to look at our grim ass past? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, when we can look at our grim ass future. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yay. And uh, in the grim ass future, you can pick up on October nineteenth <laughs> the Caligula Effect Two uh, coming to uh, PS4 in Nint- and Nintendo yeah. Switch, and then into the. Pit. I don't like the sound of that at all. Into the Pit is coming to PC and Xbox One. Is that why you're oh, shaking yeah. your fist in the air, Andrew? No, I am. I'm excited for Into the Pit. Oh, you're you're going to be jumping into the pit? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I played the demo last week. It's fucking great. Okay. What, what right. the fuck is it? 
It's a roguelike Doom style FPS where, Ooh. and when I when I say mm. Doom style, I mean Ooh. old school Doom, like think lo-fi yeah. pixelated, oh, right. and you literally go into the pit, fight demons, and try to rescue villagers. Yeah. It's fun. I've, cool. I've I've got a little bit of an erection now. That's exciting. News. Apparently, it's going to be oh. on Game Pass, so you can oh! put that erection into the pit. Oh! And I'm done. <laughs> There we go, because I have a PC now, and I can bloody use Game Pass with this fucking PC yeah. that I have here. Oh my god! Yeah, Sammy was saying it's on, it's coming on Game Pass. I haven't seen it on my Game Pass list, but I'm more than happy to pay full price for oh. this thing because oh, no, I, I had Game a Pass. lot of fun with the demo. I am coming to Game Pass, and I'm coming all over Game Pass because I'm so <laughs> excited to give it a crack. Ooh, yes! Uh, but I don't know if I'll give a crack of Tandem. A Tale of Shadows. That's coming to PS4, PC, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on October 21st. And then October 22nd, the Dark Pictures Anthology, the next one in the series, House of Ashes, is coming to all platforms except for Nintendo Switch. And finally, Kate, Collateral Damage, is coming to PC Kate. also. Oh, I, I really wish they hadn't added on that Collateral Damage just Kate. <laughs> just, Kate. Yeah, like, what the, Kate. Uh, what Kate the is heck coming is this? to PC. Yes. I know. Like, what <laughs> the heck is this? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like that Simpsons gavel, gavel, gavel. Who is gavel? What is it? What is Kate? I've googled. I've googled it. Hate collateral damage. It's a time attack action roguelike inspired by the Netflix film. I didn't know there was a Netflix film, sure. You are Kate, a deadly assassin on a last-ditch quest for revenge against a Yakuza crime boss that lethally poisoned you. Battle your way through the Tokyo criminal underground in a life-or-death race against the clock, and then there's a lot more there. But like, oh, okay. that Kate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's oh. the one that came to mind. That's right. I Gabo. love that oh, plot point. Gabo. I love that plot point. It's like, oh, gee, what, what is this? Who just gave me this drink? Oh, it tastes disgusting. You know what? That's it. I'm going on a revenge... <laughs> <laughs> Murder-fueled journey <laughs> to take that, down the boss that gave me this. Yeah. Is that actually how that happened? I have no idea, mate. That was just uh, as, yeah. no. I doubt. <laughs> it. I, I, I don't know. I don't even have. I don't even have Netflix. Thoroughly, so thoroughly doubt it. Uh, I am not going to be watching Look, Kate. This, yeah, the, the game looks okay. It looks like very uh, you know, old school eight bit pixel. I mean, they said roguelike, so um, I might give it mm. a look. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. interesting. Sure. Too many eight bit pixel games these days, though. Like, uh... yeah, but I love me some pixels. Yeah, yeah. I love them. I, I got to be honest, Sarah, like if they're quality, yeah. Oh yeah, pixels with Adam Sandler, gotta love it. Mm. That was the fucking worst thing. <laughs> yeah. ever okay, second worst thing ever. The worst one was the Monsanto movie, but okay, that, that, that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, some of the earlier nineties stuff was all right. I'm watching the trailer for Kate, and it looks cool. It uh, looks like a very me kind of game. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'll yeah. wait for the sequel, Katie, regular damage. I'll wait for the sequel, Ka Karen, extreme damage. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so a Kate becomes a Karen in the meme in the meme evolutionary cycle. Quite you start possibly, off as a Kate. I, I would assume so. Kate to Karen. You start off as a Kate. You live long enough, you become a Karen. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain, right? To become a character. <laughs> and, and who is more of a villain than Karen? <laughs> yeah. She'll be the next one in Far Cry 7, Karen. Uh, it's, just, it's just, don't be don't be mean to service staff. Just stop talking yeah. down to service, service staff. They yeah, don't need exactly. that crap. Mm -hmm. the, 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 how many 
jerks <laughs> like you have like dealt with all day you're, you're yeah. making burgers for come on yeah <laughs> i i did 10 i did 10 yeah. years at mcdonald's yeah. so i'm sorry <laughs> oh yeah. yeah no people getting upset with mcdonald's staff particularly pisses me off because they're all like 15 you're surprised that yeah. a 15 year old accidentally put pickles on your fucking burger you asshole like get over yourself <laughs> Who yeah, cares? Like, They're going to give you a fresh one anyway. You're going to get another yeah. one for nothing. Why be a dick about it? Oh, yeah. No, I can, definitely. I, I can understand if you have, like, an allergy, but then just still be nice about it. Like, yeah. hey, um, I'm be allergic nice to this. Be nice about it. Hey, uh, I can't breathe. Yeah. Uh, can I have another <laughs> one? Kindness <laughs> costs nothing. They're, yeah. they're 15 years old. Like, think about how yeah. stupid... Like, I, I think about how stupid I was when I was 15, and, like, for anyone to hold me responsible for anything at that age, like, like fuck right off. Shame oh, on you. Forget yeah. about, forget about was, age. Yeah, when I was 15, I was dumb enough to take a job at McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mention like, that on. shit and I fuck up all the time and <laughs> like don't be mean to me. I don't I don't want it. Just don't be mean. Please. <laughs> I fuck up I fuck up all the time now and you know what? Be Most cool. people are generally don't, okay with it because I'm not be in customer service. It. Exactly. Just be chill about it, alright? Don't be a dick. <laughs> And, and and me, me personally, I fucked up right at the start of this podcast because usually I like to make sure that our guests get to plug themselves in their show at the start. But Andrew, how about you do a bit of a plug before we head off into impressions? Oh, you already plugged me more than I'm, I'm worth. But um, I do a podcast <laughs> called The Inconsolables. We generally shine a light on garbage things i mean I, I kind of consider us to be like a cousin podcast to news reviews oh. let's be honest because we kind of cover a lot of the same territory um we just tend to be a bit angrier and less organized um, <laughs> like, like a queensland cousin or something <laughs> yeah a bit of inbreeding sort of going on there uh, may, maybe but the founders of our podcast were both sydney so yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah there's definitely a little bit of hmm Something's going on there, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> We've also been around a bit longer. So. Um, but also, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. So that, the, check out the Inconsolables podcast. Mm. We um, we stream every week on twi- on our individual Twitches uh, on Sunday evenings, assuming that we have the effort in us. Otherwise, the video version mm. and the audio versions come out on Tuesdays, both on YouTube and all of your usual podcasting places, Podchaser, Spotify, Apple, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not going to plug my Twitch. I'm on hiatus. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and if you're enjoying our episode 100, please let us know at all of our socials for news to reviews. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter is the best place to let us know. Our Twitter handle is at news to reviews. And that's with a number two instead of the word two. How about we take a brief break, my lads, and then we jump back on in with the games that we've been playing. Andrew, you are one of our guests. Why don't you get us kicked off with impressions? What have you been <laughs> wow. playing? Wow. No, let's just stop there. That, that was a beautiful, beautiful introduction. Andrew, you are one of our guests. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a it's a slightly different take from last time where I was the host, right? Um, <laughs> Oh, what have you been playing this week, my friend? I mean, I've, I've 
I've, I've been living Final Fantasy fourteen, but we can ignore that for now because <laughs> we talked about that at length last time. It's fine. Don't um, worry. Civ six represent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, we've, we've, we've got our addictions. We've got our second jobs, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so I did play two different games. Um, I'll talk about one that's a little bit older at this point. Um, so I swear this story is related, but um, I spoke to my doctor yesterday and he said, hey, um, you should probably take care of yourself a bit better. And then I stepped on the scale. I'm like, you're right. I should take care of myself a bit better. So I bought a, a VR game in the attempts of getting myself to move a bit since, you know, lockdown, we've all been blobs sitting in front of our computers doing literally nothing. Oh. Um, yes, I have so put I figure, on the kilos. I'm right there I've, with you. <laughs> yeah, so like I stepped on the scale and gone, oh god, oh god, yeah. oh god. Oh, yeah. I, my my yeah. old work pants don't fit me anymore. I oh no, back, yeah, I had to go up. Yes. Anyway, sorry, Andrew. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I, I feel you. I'm in the same boat. Um, so I bought a game on VR, you know, in the hopes of revitalizing my um, little bit of I'll play some VR and at least I'm playing a video game and enjoying myself while also moving a little bit, and that way yeah. I can get some quote-unquote, accidental fitness in. <laughs> yeah. Unintentional. So, yeah, exactly. Unintentional, but, like, you know, it's, 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 more, it's, more, yeah. it's more interesting than running. Yeah. And then once I get a bit... And once I need to go and do gym stuff, then I can do that. But, yeah. like, start gently. Once you get the Jurassic mm. Park VR game where you're, uh, you know, Tranosaurus oh, Rex God. chasing you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just love the concept of accidental fitness. Like, you know, you, you have to chase the bus at the end of the day. Some accidental no, fitness. I wish you know? it was, no, I, guess. I wish there was, like, a reverse Jurassic Park game where I got chased by Chris Pratt. <laughs> I mean, I am a code monkey. I can try to figure that out. I would lose every. I would lose at that game. Can we, he would catch me every time. Can, what are you? What are you playing, Andrew? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to oh, hear. No, this. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm perfectly happy. Listen to Lockie to hear about Chris Pratt running after no, him. I mean, like what? Let's get to the game. <laughs> well, Chris Pratt features heavily in. No, he doesn't. Um, I played a game. I, I bought a game called Pistol Whip. He's Mario. Yeah, I bought a game called Pistol Whip. Okay. So this is a VR exclusive game. And the idea is, and it's another, I mean, I assume you've either played or seen Beat Saber, right? Mm -hmm. Where you kind of hit the blocks in time with the music. This one is a music game, but in a very different vein. Think of yourself as John Wick. You're in you're in a VR world, you've got your controllers, they're guns, there are people running around, they're trying to shoot you, you shoot the crap out of them. But mm-hmm. if you hit people on in on the beats with the music, you get more points. Oh. And you're also dodging their bullets and trying to dodge walls that are in the way as well yep. and that kind of stuff. I know what you're talking about. Um, and it's a very kind of a synth wave sort of visual, sort of synth wavy No, that's probably the right way to put it, synth wave. Very, very colourful, very bright. And there's just dudes shooting at you, and you shoot them. And there's a pumping dubstepy EDM soundtrack for each, and each song, each level is a song. So you'll play the thing. You're in first. I mean, I was gonna say you're in first person's VR. Of course, you're in first person. <laughs> yeah. um, stupid fucking thing to say. Um, <laughs> but you are just like shooting people and trying not to get shot. But yeah, you get bonus points for shooting people. That, that's literally it. Like, there's not much more to. Explain. You got a good concept. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds cool. It sounds like 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 super hot VR, but with a beat. Like, yeah. So the thing with super hot is, I mean, and you've played super hot at my place. I watched you do it. I made oh, you do yeah, it. Oh yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, um, the difference is with super hot, time only moves when you do. So it kind of becomes a John Wick puzzle game, right? Because it's like, okay, 
every move I'm going to make is going to cause them to do things. Mm. What is that guy doing? Is that guy shooting me? Is he running at me? Can I dodge his bullet or whatever? This one, you're kind of on rails and you're just kind of moving forward the whole time. Like in Beat Saber, all the things are moving towards you. So the action is happening regardless of whether you do stuff or not. So less of it being thinking, it's a bit more on reacting and acting immediately. Because you've got mm. all this stuff happening. You've got, you've got like, sight lines will come up going, there's a dude who's going to shoot at you in that kind of, like, you get, like, a big red line going, that guy's aiming at you. And so you know where they are. And then you kind of go, you know, shoot the good dude. If you shot before he did and killed him, great. If yeah. you didn't, you've got a bullet on its way and it's got a different looking trail. So you've kind of got to move to dodge the bullet and you kind of you know because the headset's got the cameras in it's yeah. more based on where your head is and then it's just your controllers for shooting people oh that sounds like it'd be a good workout because even yeah. the, the stuff i played it, it didn't require a, a ton of movement but i found you know get, like getting down and crouching down it wasn't too long before i was starting to feel a little bit a little bit hot under that the old vr set and that's the accidental workout that I was yes. kind of talking about. And the kind of the thing mm, that kind of, yeah. you know, the, the doctor going, oh, you should maybe take better care of yourself. And me going, I should absolutely take better care of myself looking at the numbers <laughs> you've told me. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of, okay, I needed something a little bit different from Beat Saber because I've only got that. I've, I've got a few VR games, but Beat Saber is kind of the most active out of them, right? So I figured I would grab Pistol Whip because I'd seen video of it and going, this looks like something else a bit, a, a similar vein, but motion wise and a different kind of game yeah. and then i can flip between the two and add a bit of variance mm. so um yeah i'm having a i've only played it well i played it for probably half an hour yesterday before i got gassed because i literally hadn't moved in four months due to lockdown um today i managed a bit better and managed probably about an hour yeah no it's a lot of fun so if you have vr i don't know if this is on vr's outside of the pc realm uh, I don't know if PSVR has access to this thing at all, um, but I, I bought it on Steam VR, and I'm running an Oculus Rift S, which, while it has all its crappy Facebook and, and locked off phone store, it will still it still works with Steam stuff because Steam stuff is open. So I do kind mm. of get the best of both worlds, considering that I have a Facebook account that I don't really post a lot on, so I'm not going to get banned and locked out of using my <laughs> hardware anytime soon. <laughs> um, fuck, fuck you, Facebook and Oculus for doing that. But yeah, it's fun. Sounds okay. awesome. That's, Sounds... I don't think there's much more to say about it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Do you, do you have a It's a very simple game. Do you have a review score for Pistol Whip? Pistol Whip? Um, not re- I've only played probably an hour and a half at this point, so at this point I'd probably say 7 to 8 out of 10, because okay. there have been some points I've had a few frustration points where like, uh, sometimes my right controller kind of stopped um, stopped tracking, and so it was, uh, you know, I died because I was expecting to be able to shoot that dude before he shot me and couldn't, that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, some of the same things that you mentioned with um, Superhot, I, it's less of a, a, the, an issue with the game and more with the hardware. Mm. And I think in my case, it's because my rechargeable batteries are starting to be on the end of, fuck you, I'm uh, dying. So yeah. I've gone and bought like regular non-rechargeables that I haven't put in yet. I bought them like mm. later today after I played it. So um well, after I kind of rejigged the, the 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 batteries, they started started tracking a bit better. Okay. So I'm hoping that these other like, as I say, I've been having trouble with those rechargeable batteries. So it's probably not the game in that case. Okay. So also, I just will point out that um I have had issues aiming with um shooting games in the past in VR. No, no such issues in this game. I think it's just very kind on enemy hitboxes. Okay. 
Mm. Just because it's like, if you're shooting vaguely in the right direction, they'll give it to you because you're dealing with so many enemies and things moving at you. And like, they'll have some sections of levels which are like below you. They'll, they'll have like openings that are like huh. in, 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 in the ground because the levels are kind of very varied. Right? Oh. So they'll have sections where things open kind of below you on the side. So you got like shoot downstairs as well. Oh. Stuff like that. So it's like, you got to kind of, you've got to work on your awareness. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds... It's it's freaking cool. Like if, if I, I would highly recommend at the very least looking at a trailer or some gameplay because yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And if you have access to VR, I was skeptical at first, and then I bought it and played it. I'm like fuck yeah. Okay. If you have a VR, like buy this without a second thought. Okay. It's awesome. not. Nice. It's like thirty or forty bucks nowadays. It's not even that expensive. Sounds like a deal. Forty two ninety five Australian on Steam if you buy the game without the soundtrack soundtrack version gives you 6696 and you get the soundtrack listen outside of the game and the soundtrack's fucking edm bangers all the way through okay so okay well look enough of pistol whip the next game we'll be talking about is also a shooter but it's certainly a far cry from pistol whip <laughs> wow wow we're oh, going well to be done. talking about well you cuz i know Aaron and i have have both played some Far Cry 6. Now, Aaron, Ooh. I'm so curious to know. You, you finished it now. You've rolled credits on yep. it. What are, what, are, what are your thoughts on Far Cry 6? Uh, yeah, so I'm a Far Cry fan. I've loved it since the third one, except I didn't really like Primal. I kind of skipped over that one. Um, okay. so, yeah, that didn't count. Oh, like, uh, you need weapons. Wow. I need guns. I don't know. I couldn't do it without yeah. guns. Yeah. And no, it was fair, just, look, look, yeah. totally yeah. fair. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a bow, and I, I actually I actually quite enjoyed Primal, and I'm also a Far Cry fan, jumped That's in good. around Far Cry 3 mm. as well, too. So, I was yeah. going to ask, have none of you ever played the first two? I've, I played the no, second I one played year, I played like years and years ago, and it was back when I like I, I hadn't been as into gaming quite as much. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I've always played games, but it was well before I'd played many first-person shooters. And far out, Far Cry Two gives you fucking malaria. Your guns jam. There's so much it, it shit does. to deal with. In that it's game a good game, though. That was the first one. Far Cry Two mm-hmm. pissed me off specifically because of those two features. Uh, yes, like, yeah, malaria it, is a fun yeah. game feature. To have, isn't <laughs> oh, it? The malaria, the malaria fucks me. I, I got, really hated having. I'm to digging this that. open world game, but could they please add some malaria? Yeah, <laughs> like in this. Yeah. One, what I want to bring up. So none of you played Far Cry One? No. no. Completely fucking different. Well, it was it, it was made it's, by it was made by a different developer though. Like it was made by yeah, Crytek. Yeah. 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 It's like a it's a point and click adventure game or something. No, no, no. I mean it's it's still it's still an FPS. Okay. okay. But you're you're a dude who's gone on holidays and shit goes sideways and you end up in a shooter. But it's not open world in the slightest. Oh, okay. Corridors, zones. Think think like think like Doom or something where you know you've got to explore your levels and just play like more like a traditional yeah. thing. No not open world at all. Okay. And yeah. if I remember correctly, there was some like wild shit that went going on plot wise, and then they just didn't acknowledge it at all in the rest of the series. Yeah, well actually I'm trying to look it up. They're like dinosaurs actually, and shit, I think. Actually, Andrew, just on That's that, I was just watching a documentary literally the other day on all the Far Cries. And uh with the first one there, you did have a, a villain. He was like a scientist yeah. who was like creating mutants or something, and you were Jack Carver on this island. Uh, but the the thing that a lot of people don't know is we just spoke about Far Cry Two, and in Far Cry Two you have a villain called the Jackal, who is uh, oh. the the main antagonist. Now Jack Carver from the first one, 
is actually the jackal uh in the oh, second so one so okay. that the the developers confirmed that the other uh like in the documentary that i watched i was like wow oh, that's, that's that's cool that's cool yeah yeah interesting but yeah they get into like, like weird mutants and stuff yeah. and it's like a more traditional style uh like you know linear levels kind of think think quad style but not cod so yeah it's just very weird and different interesting little far cry tangent sorry yeah. so back to it Aaron. i made a point like, of playing it before far cry 3 came out so i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> let's just talk about far cry 3 i love that oh game. that was a great mm-hmm. game uh, yeah look i'll i'll say that <laughs> the first half it was good i'll say that six is yeah i uh, agreed agreed the, the six is fantastic it is a great game uh it's the biggest that they've done i love the violence in it, like, they really don't, like, really went over the top on violence now. Like, you have a backpack ability that allows you to kind of get, like, invincibility for, like, five minutes almost, and you just go on an absolute bloodthirsty rampage, necking people with machetes and whatnot. So good. I How over the top are we talking? Are we talking Mortal Kombat? Oh, or... not so much Mortal Kombat, but, like... <laughs> when, when... Well, in the cockfighting ring, yes. If, if you compare it to five, yeah... If you compare it to five, uh, when yeah, you do melee kills in when you do melee kills in five, you're using a baseball bat. You're using you don't impale anybody at all in five. If you actually do any of the melee kills whatsoever, uh, four different and same with three. You did you had a machete in both, but five they mm. kind of went all American and baseball bat. And I was like, Ugh. this one you get machete through the head, the blades coming out the other side. You get uh, machete through the back, and you see it come out the chest and. It's full on with the oh, melee yeah, I'd love kills. to see it. Yeah, it's really good. You can chain them all up. Like, I've jumped from the roof, got one from the top, and then chained it into the next guy to the in, in front of him, and then one to the side. And Oh, it's incredible. So violent. Cool. So violent. The only thing I'm going to say negative about Far Cry 6, it's the weakest when it comes to villainy. Like, I know Anton Castillo... Uh, sorry, John Carlo Esposito is an incredible, incredible, talented man who just does so good with his on-screen villains. But this one couldn't find its feet for me. Like, it really couldn't. There was barely any interactions in the game with the protagonist and the antagonist. Like, it, you only really... I think there's like two scenes maximum where you see both of them in the same room together. Well, that's upsetting. Yeah, it really was. It really was. And, like, the sun is... He's, like, Diego, he's kind of, like, conflicted between becoming a tyrant like his father or not. And you got bored of that story pretty quick as well. It's just like, come on, mate, make up your mind. Like, this is... We've got a game to play here kind of thing. Yeah, I thought uh, that was interesting. That was an interesting move because in, in the trailers leading up to this game, I thought you'd be playing Diego maybe um, maybe grown up or, like, you know, he's he's gotten to, like, a pivotal moment and he's part of the resistance now or freedom fighters at a later stage fighting against his dad. But you're not playing him. No. And and the thing is, too, Lachlan... Once which is you, really disconnected. Once you get to the very ending, which I literally finished just before I jumped on this podcast, your mind's blown. Like, yeah. you get to the ending and what you would have never expected what happens to actually happen when you get to the end. It's not like... Um, it's not, Let me guess, it's, Giancarlo Esposito was right the whole time and nukes <laughs> set off and blow up everything, right? Yeah, that was, yeah. That was excellent. Yeah, pretty much. I love that. More or less. I love Somebody that played Far Cry 5. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 this is more like, you know, like Valhalla, right? How the story just dropped off a cliff at the end kind of thing? Oh, yes. And you're like... It dropped off a yep. cliff after the first hour and a half. Oh, you? I know, yeah, they dude. just gave up. Pl- they were just... Look, I, I stopped playing <laughs> after meeting the best NPC ever, as in the dude who had an axe embedded in his head. 
after oh, I dealt yeah. with him, I stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this game will not peak beyond this point. So, the, uh, yeah. it, it has a great, it has a great ending, but how it gets there is just completely. Yeah, it's like it's like they go hours to spend getting yeah. to that ending. Oh, I can spend that exactly. grinding get, it for fourteen. They get all the way to the ending, and they, it's like they suddenly realize, oh fuck, we actually have to tell a story here, and then they just try and oh. this all happens. I should just YouTube that shit. Sorry for the tangent. No, no, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. So, so Aaron, you, you say you don't like the villain but like how, how do you feel about the overall narrative uh it it gets a little convoluted like you're meeting all these different uh factions i'll say in different areas mm. and and the thing about ubisoft is they're trying to please everyone all the time like they're trying to be hip and cool with a lot of these characters and like yep. if you ever played watchdogs 2 that was just complete cringe with all of the characters kind of thing because they went over the top with trying to be cool and hip and they kind of did that a little bit again, and I was just like, oh, I'm not really interested. Can we see more Castillo? Like, I, I don't want to see these guys kind of thing. Mm. So a lot of that dragged on, but um, the ending was, it blew my mind. I had no idea that that was going to happen. I was like, well, that was something I didn't see coming kind of thing, like, uh, which was good, I guess. But, at, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, it could have been better. But what I will say is incredible, guys, that if you do like, Far Cry 3, I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you do like Far Cry 3, at the very very end, after credits roll you get a really nice treat there is just something they slide in there that is just, I'm like uh, and, and you start thinking, and you're like oh wait, hang on, does that mean that blah 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 blah, like I can't wait for you guys to finish it so I can talk to you about it and go okay, did you guys understand that? Do you know what I'm talking about now? Where does that fit in? It's incredible. I think I know where this is going. Something Breaking Bad thread Actors, actors, and yeah, there is a breaking. Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Breaking Bad, char- actors and characters coming in. Yeah, well, it's it's it, like you don't see anything, right? It's a it's the yeah. the screen goes black it's and audio. All, it's exactly it's just an audio between two characters, yeah. one that's already yeah. in the, one that's already in the game and one that's not, and it's just a very quick audio loop. That's awesome. And you're like, oh, that's wait awesome, up, though. this is cool. Like now that uh, that was a better ending than the actual ending kind of thing. So selling a DLC, right? Yeah, I I love that. If that if it turns out that Far Cry Six is just a tie in back into the Breaking Bad universe, it's just an opportunity. Okay, no, it's not. (laughs) No, it's a strong alliance between actors, man. It's it's not. It's not a Breaking Bad. No, when when you said Breaking Bad reference, you know that Vass was in Breaking Bad, right? Like you know Michael Mando was in. I know. that's that's where I was getting. Alright, alright, alright. Anyway, no, but that's blown things wide open for me. Yeah, I know, but you've now spoiled it, Aaron. So (laughs) no, like. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, s- side question. I'll, I'll stay there. Going, going, going back to the Giancarlo Esposito thing, though. Like you, you said, you didn't like the main villain. Is it a case of them misusing him, or did Giancarlo do not a great job? Like, no, that's it, look, oh, Giancarlo does the best with what he's got, right? So he's yes. got a script. Okay, he's got a script in front of him, with. and he's reading from the script, yeah. and he's doing his best to bring such yeah. a charismatic, you know, uh, persona. Dictator. Exactly, yeah. to what he's got, but what he had wasn't. I've got to say, because that man gave me chills in fucking Mando. Yeah. I haven't seen Breaking mm. Bad or anything, but he gave me chills in Mando, and um, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll call out another game that he's in, uh, Payday 2. Ah. Uh, you, he's one of the dudes who gives you jobs in Payday 2, and he does, I mean, while he's kind of like a go here, do this thing guy in that, uh, he has some fun twists and he does a great job in that too. So if you've not played Payday 2, jump on that mm. shit and I will play with you. Yeah. The, 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 prob- the, the problem 
with that with Far Cry 6 is, as Aaron said, yeah, he was not given anything good with. to work with. No. This is, and, and I've been playing this as well, and I haven't finished it like Aaron has, but I'm, 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 I've still played a good, like, 15, 20 hours. Uh, th- this is the pinnacle example of terrible Ubisoft dialogue. The dialogue in yeah. this game is fucking awful. Yep. Like, the opening scene, so they just do exactly the same thing they do in all their fucking games, where they try to do, like, an epic and emotional opening scene, but they don't give you time to get to know any of the characters or anything that's happening around you, so you don't give a fuck about all of these innocents who are just getting shot and dying. It's like, oh, I'm just playing another fucking Call of Duty game where they're just killing innocents in front of me to try and evoke emotion. You know what I mean? But, like, they don't... They, they don't pull it off in any meaningful way it's fucking just Mm. it's just vapid shit the opening dialogue the characters are like spewing out exposition it's like oh let's uh, it's our last night before we have the big fight let's let's just enjoy this party no they're going to attack soon you can't you can't enjoy this party no no let's enjoy this party and then they get attacked it's like fucking it's the it's the worst dialogue of of any Ubisoft game I've played in such a long time. Uh, uh, and Watch Dogs Two is Espo- <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito is doing his best here, but for one thing, that one of the things about his performances is there's so much subtleties to like his little facial movements and stuff like that. He's usually got these sort of uh, more. Uh, what's the word like the ominous presence, sort of yeah. performance where it's more a bit more reserved you know what i mean like you're, you're more looking to his expression rather than him just like shouting his, down his, the camera i mean at least based off like mando he's reserved but he commands respect Ex- and terrifies exactly. you through intimidation like body language yeah. right but, mm. the, but they yeah. can't pick that up through the motion capture that they have available at the moment. So yeah, for the most part... doesn't work for faces quite as much. Yeah, he like, just comes yeah, across super yeah. stone-faced. And, he, and his dialogue's mm. fucking shit. He's just constantly talking about lions and lambs. And it's like, that is the just fuck? the most rote fucking dictator stuff. It is just, like, to copy and paste any dictator speech you hear here if you like look up a dictator speech on wikipedia that's probably where they did their research for his speeches it's just fucking the most absolute there's basic, a challenge i'm taking you up on it, it's it's just it's just it's <laughs> fucking trash it's, you, you know honestly and i should clarify here i was not expecting a good story with this and anyone who's listened to previous episodes of news to reviews would know like i'm not expecting anything out of the narrative here so i should stop really trashing it so hard but it's just it sort of exceeded my expectations in just how little of a shit it seems like they care about the narrative in in this far cry it seems like they've just completely given up on trying to make anything cohesive they try to start with this fucking really epic and emotional and awful harrowing scene and then immediately move on to oh it's this fun rebellion oh you're having fun there's an alligator that if you whistle it goes and does things and it has a jacket and you're having fun but you're fucking fighting back a regime that kills innocents and like murders people ex- like without any kind of fucking uh court uh, uh, like 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 legal system they're just shooting people in the street and then yeah we're having fun fighting it's it's just ridiculous oh like he just murdered all these innocents oh but you have a macarena gun the tone just doesn't go together at all it's just uh, they they 
they they just mm. need to pick a side. They don't I need think, to yeah. have the, the word fucking you're looking murder. for. I think the word you're looking for is dissonance. Oh, fucking! Mm. You know they had to drop yeah. the sack. They, they had to drop the ball at some point. Like unfortunately, they did. Right? You had uh, you had Vass, which everyone knows and loves. You had Pagan Min, who brought his own style to things as well. Even the father was like silent and kind of frightening in some scenes, kind of thing. Ah, uh, I hated I hated Five. I've got to say, couldn't stand it. I had five. problems with the father. I love the father. I yeah. thought he was incredible. Yeah. Like every time he was on screen and he's staring right at you and he's going on about something. I don't know. God chose him for. Yeah, for the world. I just wanted to play a, another game every time that. Oh, was happening. I loved it. But to be, to, be, to be fair, I mean, we we had this conversation like pre-show that 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 Lockie and I both <laughs> grew up in a Catholic thing. That might just be a visceral <laughs> reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Too close to home. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's just not that interesting. It's like, oh god, oh, this I've, again. This, yeah, this again. Old I hat. mean, I, I found out a few years ago <laughs> that like my um, my headmaster at my high school was done in for um, oh. uh, exactly what you expect oh, the no. next word to be. So uh, that's the oh. thing that happened. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing that like you can say to me, priest boy, that like I haven't, I didn't experience directly, but. People I knew probably did. So, That's shocking. Anyway. Like they had to drop the sorry, ball. Sorry, sorry, take a yeah, down. They, they dropped the ball with with this villain. They did. Unfortunately, they did. It's not as bad as Primal, uh, but it it is it is really <laughs> it's a letdown and it's yeah. unfortunate kind of thing because you had one of the best names in the business uh, as your talent arm there, and the writing has just let him down like big time. It let everybody down. So. Yeah, that's last yeah, I'll say. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Last I'll say. Look, look, look for me when it, when I play games and especially games that I plan on talking about on the podcast. I make sure that you know if I'm doing some side stuff or collectible stuff, fuck it, I'll put on YouTube or a podcast, or whatever. But if I'm playing that main story, I have either headphones on with the sound right, or I have my speakers set up and they're blaring so I can make sure I have the full experience. I've played many hours of this with the sound on, but I've found myself mm. playing. I've probably played a good like 30 40 percent of the story that i've gotten through so far just without the sound on because it's it just feels like ubisoft doesn't give a shit so why the fuck should i it's it's honestly the seeing getting the gist of things with the subtitles is enough for me um some of the missions now they will start off with like rather than like having some kind of cinematic it'll just be fucking some text and then the npc sort of doing an animation and you say accept mission and that's how you start your mission um they've done they've basically mm. decided to and, th- and this is one of the things that shits me the most with far cry is they've decided to do away with the skill tree one of my favorite aspects of far cry like getting new mm. skills get leveling up and seeing what new things yeah. i can play around with that's all fucking gone now in favor of making the game more like the division or more like ghost recon and focusing on loot so it's all about yeah, fucking yeah i didn't like loot. it is so hey you really want to get some new fucking that. boots for your character you don't like your current yeah. boots well go searching through the open world to find some new boots because who doesn't like finding fucking new boots in a video game I don't, the oh only the only thing i'll say in defense yeah. that that i agree with you 100 percent, right or oh, actually 90 percent because i'm gonna say one thing that i'll say <laughs> the, the, oh, there's one do- thing oh. there's one thing there though oh. that i that i was like okay that's actually not too bad and i'll give them credit for there is um you can't like you said you do pick up clothes uh the way through it pants tops uh gloves and shoes i think but they're sets, right? Sure. So, like, Sucks. I got one set that's called a parkour set. 
And if you wear the parkour set, your speed, like your movement speed, is doubled. So now you can like run faster. You can climb things Why quicker. Would you ever wear anything well, that's else. just it, right? Yeah. I didn't realize it. Like I, I literally didn't bother reading the stats of a lot of this shit until I did, and then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll give that a go. And I've never took it off. I wore it the whole way through because I'm super fast now, super quick. Yeah. And the good thing as well yeah. that I will give Ubisoft credit for, the parkour set looks like shit, right? It doesn't look good. But the good thing is you can actually change the appearance to be of any other uh, item in there. So oh, well, they have a glamour yes, system. the glamour system because uh, I got <laughs> I got the DLC I got okay. the DLC I got the DLC that has Far Cry Blood Dragon, which is one of my favorite Far Cry games. And you can wear like uh, Rex Colt's outfit. So you got like the laser oh, eye shit. and you've got the leather jacket and everything. But it's the parkour set. So it's all the park the skills of the parkour set, but it's in the Far Cry Blood Dragon. Kudos. Yeah, okay. That I didn't appreciate. Yeah, okay. So good one, Ubisoft. I, I was I was I was gonna say though, like like I, I love me a looter shooter as much as Actually, it's been a long time since I played a looter shooter. It would have been Warframe. But I was going to say, like, yeah, I, I love looting games, but, like, you don't go into Far Cry expecting a looter no. game after the last four have been, or yeah. five if you include Primal, six if you include Blood Dragon, after they've all been, you know, skill trees mm. rather yeah. than uh, looter shooters, right? Yeah. So it's yep. like setting expectations for your market and then not really meeting those. Like, yeah. you'd expect that yeah. out of Borderlands, yeah. you know? Yeah. Although even Borderlands has skill tree and they split it. Like yeah, it's, Borderlands has you can both. Have, okay. That's what I no, that's what I, I was gonna I say think, Destiny, but also again, yeah. same thing, Destiny too. It, exactly. You need Warframe, both. Then. You need skill tree plus inventory system with skills mm. attached to it. Great. And and if you've got both of those yeah. things, everyone's happy. But if you take one away, people will go, yo, where's that? That fucking thing that's in every yeah. RPG element game. But that's and that's my whole problem with this. Like for for, for the most part of this game, they don't change anything. The things that they do change are stuff that didn't need to change. It's like they fixed a, a problem that, that they came up with a solution to something that wasn't a problem. No one said, mm-hmm. I hate this skill tree in Far Cry. No one ever was complaining about that. But they just want to, I, I don't know, everything has yeah. to be loot-based now. Everything has to be like yeah. the fucking division. To the point now where if you're in the main camps, it goes to third person. So you go, you're doing the yep. weird third person thing. It feels like I'm playing the division or or something like that. I, I third person's fine if the whole game is that way. Yeah, I I just I don't I don't understand what the decision making behind that was. Like I, I get maybe there's like cosmetic stuff that there's that they're selling, so that's why they want to get us more into the loot. I haven't really looked too far into the store. Oh, that's smart, Zach. You, you you know why they're doing this, so Zach. You know you know why. Like, you, you know why they brought these elements in, though, right? Like, you're up to Far Cry 6. Everyone is saying, and not me, because I absolutely adore the original Far Cry um, formula, but everyone's saying, come on, guys, we're up to 6 now. We're pretty yeah, we're pretty fatigued shooter. with Far Cry. I love the corridor shit. Like, we're fatigued mm. with Far Cry. We're fatigued with what's going on in the Far Cry world. What can you do to spice it up with number 6? And what they did was they went and go, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll just up RPG elements big time into a game that never really had RPG elements and it was never really <laughs> part of what Far Cry formula is and that's what yeah. they did. And I don't like it. But, but they rem- they removed the RPG element of skill trees. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Skill trees, they took a back seat, but... They yeeted one and pulled in a different mm. one. Like, why not... Like As, as the ads yeah. and meme always say, 
why can't we have both? Yeah. And, 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 and the, yeah. the kind of ch- change that they've made here isn't a change to anything that you're doing or to how the game feels or anything mm. like that. It's just changing the systems in the game, which isn't mm. meaningful in a game like Far Cry. It, 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 yeah, it doesn't belong in Far Cry. It, it really I does d- not belong. It is fucking. It is fucking awful. I'm not a fan of the changes that the decider um, made. Honestly, as far as the um, I'd argue changing the systems, you know, is changing the game at its core to a degree, <sighs> but. They also kind of, you know, they've moved it away from Far Cry, what Far Cry has. If they added it on top, no one would complain, yeah. right? Because you've got your skill trees and then you've also got, cool, I can now have a nice hat that makes me aim a little bit better. Cool. And then, you know, for the next game, if they went and they removed the skill tree, it's like, okay, well, they'd already, you know, yeah. this, this they had this crossover point. But it's just like just yeeting it from one to the other. It's kind of like an abrupt change that doesn't feel right, yeah. I guess. The, the change yeah. that we're looking for is we need, this is still all in the same engine, it's all very similar animations and stuff to what you're seeing in a Far Cry 5 or all the Far Cries before that. Like, yeah, maybe some new executions and stuff like that. But, like, now to this point, I've played so many great first-person parkour games like Dying Light or even Mirror's Edge. And the, the way you run around the world feels fucking fantastic. But then you play far cry and they have these canned animations where you go and you hit x at a ledge and then the camera will snap to a position and your character will climb up to that ledge and it just doesn't feel good to navigate around the world the only extra thing they've added in as far as navigation is concerned is horses they're great horses are great i totally agree with you aaron they're they're a fun way to get around the the world and it's something different that we haven't seen in a far cry game before but other than that it's Mm. all stuff you've seen in previous Far Cry games. You're using the grapple, which doesn't feel the greatest to use at this point. It's starting to feel very, very dated. Uh, the wingsuit is still fun, but, you know, fuck. We've, it's the, exactly... It's identical three. to how it was in Far Cry 3. There's no difference yeah. whatsoever. It's, just, yeah. it's really just an, a reskin of another Far Cry game, and that's the problem here. It need, they needed to do more than just change up the some of the systems they needed to do more meaningful yeah, okay. change in order can i get that can i give a positive out there um i know there's a lot of hate but i really like chorizo <laughs> see that's yeah so, spanish sausage is fucking see, brilliant it's 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 lovely tasting yeah. and oh, it tastes delicious both the dog and the oh, Jesus. you know no, that's right. another thing about far cry 2 though that i'm just gonna have to know that that Lockie brought up here that i agree with i loved five for the reason that you did have fangs for hire you had a dog you had a warthog you had a freaking mm, bear yeah. And the good thing is you can have two at once. You can have a bear and you can have a cougar running along with you at the same oh, time. You can get those. 100%. You can get as those As soon two. as you could get the animals, I fucked off all of yep. the humans. None oh, of the humans stacked deal. up against having a friggin' that's bear because, and a cougar. That's because like, animals are better people than humans But the problem are. is, yeah. guys. Oh, they're just the cooler. Problem that, they're just cooler. Yeah, the, the, yep. what I'm trying to get at here, though, is in... in Five, you can have two, and you can tell them to do two different things at once. It's incredible. In yes. in this game, in six, you can only have one, not two, and oh, and and with that one, you have to command them half the time. They don't even do it automatically. Like Chorizo, mm. you have to command Chorizo to go distract an enemy. Like when I, so they broke the when game. I had Boomer in five, Boomer would go and get guns for me straight away. He would attack enemies without me even telling him to, kind of thing. Like if I'm if I'm already yeah, gun blazing. You did have a dog companion yeah, in the Boomer other one. And Boomer comes back. So that's not even yeah. Good. So not even that's new, is it? Yeah. But anyway, they they yeah, made it worse. Yeah, not only is it not yeah, not only is it not new, but it's broken. yeah, it's broken. Yeah, it's kind of shittier. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm that's I'm gonna ask 
I'm going to ask a question that will probably chomp a little bit on Zach's flavor, but like, instead of a review score, how much are you willing to pay for this uh, game? Ah, yeah. Based oh, off like what you've played, because because there's like the wait for deep sale, pay full price. Don't pay full like, price. Where, where Jesus are we? Christ, where are we? Yeah. no. Like, yeah, wait for I like after completing the whole game, it all comes down to what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're like me, that just likes mindless violence kind of thing uh, in a Far Cry game, it's giving you all that. You've got that. It's great. And I'd pay up to fifty bucks for, yeah. for for mindless violence kind of thing. If I was oh. to go into this going, I really like the Far Cry story. I love every story in Far Cry. I wouldn't pay more than ten dollars for this one, kind of thing. Oh. Like, I, I, I prefer those international. We're talking about Australia. Yeah, I prefer dollars. the story in Blood yeah, Dragon than I do in uh, Far Cry Six. Six. Yeah. Now, yeah. Look, I, I might infuriate. <laughs> I can't wait when I say this, but I've actually been enjoying Far Cry Six. What the story? It's fine. You can have You're fun allowed with the to game, enjoy it. but like, like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not illegal to I will let people enjoy things yeah, unless yeah. it's Breath of the Wild. But <laughs> that's a different thing entirely. I, I have all these burning issues, but at the end of the day, it's another Far Cry game, and I'm a fan of Far Cry. I knew the story was going to be shit, so I don't give a fuck about the story. It's literally it's video game popcorn it's just num 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 no <laughs> nutritional value whatsoever but i can turn off my brain and relax and know exactly yeah it's that kind of game I'm getting yep and and yeah, yeah and as a fan of far cry yes it's definitely not going to stick out of my mind as uh, out of the different all the far cry games i've played but mm. you know it, i've still been enjoying it i've like the graphics look look quite nice it's quite a quite a pretty game um i don't as far as how it runs, I'm not quite so sure about. Now, uh, I, I, I'm playing it on the PlayStation 5, and it's supposed to run at 60 frames per second. It really doesn't feel like 60 to me. It really? feels like 30, just in, it just in hmm. my interactions with the world. I, and But I could be wrong. I don't know. The sound's been fantastic. Uh, the music I quite enjoy as well, too. The uh, sort of Spanish-influenced, Cuban-influenced music has been fantastic. Um, and the voice acting is really good as well too. Everything, all the voice acting is top notch. All the actors are giving their best. It's just that dialogue and that narrative s- spoils it basically. But if you're looking mm. for a Far Cry game to play, it's another Far Cry game. You're going to have bases to take down. You're going to have vehicles to fly into the fucking bases. You're going to have animals to point at shit. It's Far Cry, you know. The AI is still awful. They haven't improved the AI since Far Cry 3. Like, you'll be driving along and just... <laughs> they'll react to things in just the most nonsensical ways. Like, I've seen so many of uh, enemy vehicles just running over their own people because they'll be like, oh, you're in the middle of the road. Where do I go? I'll just swerve into you. Uh, it's it's always funny to see, but yeah, it really... It's just, it's, it's just this nonsensical, just wacky experience yeah. at this point. So here's I'm the thing, Zach. Up. None of that answers the question I asked you. Yes, <laughs> that is true. I would wait for <laughs> nice. a sale for Far Cry for sure. Even yeah. if if you're a, if you're a fan of Far Cry, um, I would say definitely wait for a deep sale because it's not going to be showing you mm. much new at all. Oh, what is new is isn't new. what you're a fan for kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, sure. But that's that's like why I'm asking the question: How much would you pay for it? And that's I think I'm going to make that my new review scale is how much would you pay for it. Is it worth it at full price or is it worth it at 
$2 kind of situation, right? So you, like, you don't need new for it to be like a high rating game. It just needs to yeah, be quality. Yeah. And you need to get a really exactly. strong, like, you know, good good value out of it. And it sounds like, to be honest, it sounds like, yeah, it's in the same vein as Far Cry and it's got some good stuff there, but it sounds like it's not one of the more quality titles in the franchise. Yeah. That's that at least sounds to me like I should be I'm paying hearing. 60% No, you know with Far Cry, every time that yeah. someone says to you like, oh, what did you like about one of the Far Cry villains? You can generally say one or two things about Pagan, about uh, Vass, about the father. One or two things. With this one, I don't know. Like, Zach, if I said to you, what do you like about uh, Anton Castillo, what are you going to say? Nah, maybe like the, the most interesting thing I, I think about him is his relationship and he and he, he's back and forth with his son and seeing him try and sort of instill his values on him but the dialogue is just One. so and that, requ- and that requires another too that's not him yeah, by himself exactly that's not him alone that's him with a son so you need he mm. needs someone else there to do that with yeah. when the other villains didn't kind of thing you know yeah yeah exactly he really needed his mother yeah. to start helping out a bit more F- far cry 5 was literally monologue villain monologue the game like every yeah. every hour yeah, you were looking at a face that gets right up close to you and has this 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 ridiculous monologue um, Although Vast did that as well, but it worked and it was really satisfying. Whereas, yeah, in Vast's Far Cry case, so yeah. it was because Vast was super menacing, super violent, and like on top of that, like at that point, we hadn't seen a villain yeah. like that. And I think yeah. that's the problem we're hitting. And it's the same problem I find with COD nowadays, right? Like, I haven't played COD in years and I don't plan on changing that. Mm. But like, after COD 4, where they killed off your main character, they started doing that every game afterwards mm. because it was a thing that people reacted to and it worked. Yeah. And it feels like that's the situation having with Ubisoft here, right? Where Vast worked, so let's do Vast again, but differently flavoured. Yeah. Instead of instead of vanilla Vast, let's do chocolate, let's do strawberry, let's do pecan, let's do whatever, right? <laughs> and it's just like, let's just repeat Vast with a slight twist. And it doesn't work in every setting. Mm-hmm. No, right? yeah, you're right. Dead mm-hmm. right. And that's that's my guess. Like, I've not played no, no, you're this, on course, the money. But... Like, for your yeah. for your viewers, Zach uh, and Locke, I'll say that running on a Series X, it was completely fine. Like, I didn't have any performance problems or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are looking to pick it up on the Series X, should you have one, it, it is, it does look nice. But in saying that, my partner's playing Ghost of Tsushima, uh, and that game looks incredibly better than Far Cry 6 at the moment. Like, wow. when it comes to the environment, like, this this game looks like 3. Uh, that That's the best way to put it. It's, yeah, that was my feeling like, as well it a looks lot, like but I was three. playing it on the older gen yeah. stuff. I was playing it on um, like, the... Fucking old is Far Cry 3 uh, the at It's point. 2012, so you're talking... A... It, it reminded me a lot of 3 yeah. so much, no. like, visually as well. Yeah, it, I, I wasn't blown away with Yara. I wasn't like, holy shit, Ubisoft has gone above and beyond. This is next gen. This is incredible. This is taking my breath away. With Ghost of Tsushima, which yeah. I'm watching my partner play, she went to the Golden Forest or whatever, and I couldn't believe what I'm looking at kind of thing compared oh, to... Ghost of Tsushima is a fucking masterpiece by a company that cares. That's the yeah, point. Like... Ubisoft, Ubisoft, all they go above and beyond on is um, avoiding uh, avoiding retribution for their sex crimes. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Oh my god, I wouldn't be buying the game at full price at all. Like, That's, do not I do will that. Wait. That's fine. I'm more yeah. than ha- I'm more than happy to wait. Like, look, Final Fantasy fourteen will carry me Good. for a long time, and considering the expansion is out in about a month time, and I've already pre ordered that, I'm I'm covered for a while. It's just one of those, like, should, should, it, when I need a break from, you know, doing the Final Fantasy thing, which, let's be honest, I do, 
should that would that be a an alternative? And the answer to that is no. fuck no. I, I would if there I would are. buy it at like the right price to buy this app for me because I like the violent side of it would be forty yep. bucks. If it went to forty dollars, perfect. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Like great price yeah, okay. to to buy Far Cry Six. So looking at like half half price maybe. Oh, a, the second question I was going to ask in related though we totally sidetracked is what's your favorite Far Cry game? My my <laughs> favorite Far Cry game. Oh, you guys are probably yep. going to hate my guts for this, but I, yeah. you want, I, I don't absolutely care. love Far Cry 5. Like, love it. Like, yeah. I know you, it's got look, qualities. Look, Far, Cry, Far Cry 5 as, like, a game I had a lot of fun with. I just didn't yeah. give a fuck about the story. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm in the same camp as you on that one, Andrew. It was it was a solid game, and gameplay was great. Um, nothing, no issues there. Looked really nice. But Probably the nicest I'm, looking game. I'm bordering on but... four as well. Like That's Far Cry Five far. was incredible, but four also with like they nailed four with the villain. Like Pagan Min was just so yeah. Yeah. incredibly good. Like Troy Baker, of course. Like with the talent that that guy has, like he nailed mm, yes. that. And the best part about that is, like I mentioned already in the podcast, is you were always reminded of the villain in that game. You'll be out... And what Exactly. He's You'll be out doing yeah. things and you'll get a radio call from him and sometimes it's something funny about him, like, firing a chef from Melbourne or something that you're like, ha, huh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but but you, you always know he's there kind of thing and you know that, you know, it's something that you're always working towards. But in in this one, you, like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to go on yeah. about it anymore because it's just... Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's fine. Zach, you missed, the, you, you missed my question. Uh, what was your favourite Far Cry game? Uh, three was the one that got me into Far Cry games and got me into Mm. sort of the formula of Far Cry. And I guess there's different things I like about each of them, but like, like, I don't know, they've made improvements in the gameplay over time Mm. and things like that. And, you know, but you know, as far as the narrative, it'd have to be three as far as the, like, you know, having things to play around with and stuff and you know and all that like either five or six because it's just the most mm. sort of vehicles and and abilities and i mean the newer ones are gonna always have more stuff it, 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 so. It, exactly what? so yeah but... i guess i'm probably the outlier here then because my favorite was blood dragon oh that was incredible god that's good just just because it was so fucking different. so good you, you know about you know that it's coming back right you know that it's in the dlc you don't what? know that Oh, so, no, I saw I saw that there was stuff in the oh, DLC about, like, bringing the Andrew, old villains back. I didn't realise Blood Dragon... Yeah, don't! Yeah. Don't! You're, don't! You're getting it. You're getting it, mate. It's coming. It is not only is it coming back in the DLC, it's getting remastered as well, with all updated uh, controls and everything. <laughs> I'm still going to wait for a sale. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. It's, I'm but still going to wait. Look, no, no, I, I don't care if it's my favorite. I'm still playing better games. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and oh, oh, look, okay. look, I'm going to, I'm going to oh. either wait for a spell sale, or speaking mm. of sales, something, something high seas. Um, <laughs> I paid for the I game gotta, already. I got to ask you, Zach, because you just said something before that like is so controversial to so many Far Cry fans out there, which I'm so interested in. You said that play. narratively, Far Cry Three is your favorite Far Cry. Do you know how many people hate Jason Brody? as the protagonist and him being he a windy sucks. rich kid uh and I like do you it. know how many people dislike Hoyt as the main villain of that game and not fast yep. like yep. and and you found all of that to be incredible all the way through 
No, it's just better than the other ones. They're all terrible narratives. Okay. It's just like the least shit narrative. (laughs) That's all it is. Process of elimination. Do I want a bucket of shit or a cup of shit? I'd rather the cup of shit. I agree. I agree. Um it it had the strongest it had the strongest opening of any of those games. Um or other than Pagan Min. Pagan Min. Oh yeah. Um so so no shade Pagan Min, but I think uh, Far Cry three was the first game where I felt like it really nailed the game elements right so it introduced the stealth mechanic really well it did the proper leveling up system and the skill system integration it felt really the narrative felt real like as much as you find to the main character um whiny he is whiny he's intended to be that yeah he's meant to be a rich fuckwit that that was doing some illegal fuckwittery um over a goddamn pirate island Mm. which you probably shouldn't do I picked the wrong time to go pee, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was a really good story. Um, ending, uh, it sort of ran out of steam. I really didn't like that final sequence at the very end. I thought they, they were, uh, yeah, I thought they yeah. they went, oh, I mean, oh, let's just do the most psychedelic druggy thing to really blow people's minds. And I was like, well, this is shit. But yeah, uh, overall as a game, I think it was fucking solid. The moment Vast died, that game really ran out of steam. Right? It really did. But the thing, the thing is, like, they also, like, do you know the story behind Vast and his creation in yep. terms of integration of the story? Because, like... Yeah, but for oh, our mean, listeners, no. please, please explain. Yeah, yeah, for our listeners. Yeah, so, yeah. So the idea oh, is that uh, Vast, who's... I can't remember the voice actor's Michael name, Mando. They were auditioning... There we go. That's so they, they were auditioning... He should have been... He should have played the Mandalorian. That's not the name. No, yeah. I think I think I think the Mandalorian did a really fucking good job, but complete sidetrack there. Well, and also um, they and- have good chemistry with Giancarlo as well. Uh, yeah, Mando. <laughs> I mean, the Mandalorian's yeah. name's not Bando either, so like, come on. <laughs> anyway, any anyway, so 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 Vars's voice actor, uh, Michael Mando. So he he came into you know they're like you know they they were taking their auditions for the voice acting, and you know they asked for like dude in a suit, whatever his fucking name was, boring Point. guy who was their yeah. main villain. Mm. I don't care. Uh, like sorry, but I don't care. What he, he's the boring, yeah. most boring villain yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, he's some guy. Definitely. Yeah, they are. They asked. They asked. You know, do your script read or whatever on this. And then uh, Michael Mando came on in and did his voice acting as Vass, and completely went off script and completely ignored everything they gave him and delivered Vass. And you know, afterwards they're like, "Well, look, you didn't fit the brief, but we but... like your character <laughs> so much that we will create a role yeah. for you in this game." Wow. And in the end, you know, he became the face of the game and the most interesting part of that game, but they'd already had everything written for random rich guy to be the bad guy. So they were kind of had their hands tied at that point. So what they uh. so what they did to Vars while it was an injustice, it was also a we weren't initially going to get that in at all. Mm. So uh, okay. it was a miracle we even got that. Yeah, so they had to bend over backwards from their initial plan just to get him in there because they be- yeah. they wanted him in there. Because yeah, cool. he delivered something so fucking cool that they're like, yeah. we can't not do this. This was mm. fucking brilliant. And then they've just tried to repeat it every game since and failed every time. Uh, so. Yeah, they're never mm. going to recreate that magic because that's exactly what it was. It was magic. Like, they're not going to be out twice of... unless you're playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah, right? <laughs> there you go. Hey, <laughs> and, and like <laughs> another little tidbit for everybody. Um, um, I, I love that story, Andrew. Thank you. Um, there, there is also uh, there's, there's probably most 
famous or iconic speech from that game is his whole the the meaning of, of definition madness. of insanity he's doing stuff yeah. over in, insanity that's right he's doing stuff over and over again expecting different results apparently the, yeah, that's what Ubisoft's doing oh <laughs> 100% and apparently the writer of that monologue there uh, the way that came about was they were trying to get that monologue right and they were rewriting it over and over and over again and it was driving them insane. <laughs> it ended up turning oh, into, cool. yeah, this uh, wow. yeah, this whole insanity. Art imitates life. Exactly yeah. right. Which, it, which it's like, um, yeah, Abed meta, meta stuff. Fantastic. Abed. Now, I, I, but my, the last thing I want to talk about as far as Far Cry 6 is concerned before we get going is something that, I, I don't know, it's, it's stuck with me and I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I want to get clarification here. I want to know if I'm just sort of being a, a pearl clutcher or something like that. Putting cockfighting into uh-huh. a video game in 2021, like Ubisoft, are you fucking for real? Like, uh, look, I haven't touched it yet because, like, you know, I just think it's fucking disgusting. Why would they put that in a fucking video game? It's like, oh, let's let's put dogfights in the next one as well too. Like, why not? Fuck. I, I don't understand it. Guys, do, do you feel like me here, do you think, or do you think I'm I'm being over the top? It just seems like a weird thing to include in a video game. Two questions slash comments. Okay. Mm. Uh, one, are you looking forward to Pokemon? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Good. Yes, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Um, my, my, my second one is, no, I absolutely agree with you, but also, why does Pokemon get a pass? Because they're not real. Yeah. Because we, I can't go and make two Pikachus yeah, it's also fight. Pixels, nah. It's also pixels on a screen. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... Nah, it's... No, I completely get, yeah. get you, and I'm totally with you on like the whole animal Yes, I agree with that. Fighting shouldn't be a thing, and dog fighting shouldn't be a thing. But also, in a video game, there, there is kind of that step away, and and it's kind of, it's 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 hard. It's it's a hard one to argue, considering that I'm a filthy lefty as much as you are. But like, uh, it, it it's hard to argue that whole thing. It's like you know, violence in video games is fine and doesn't translate to the real world when you can't allow stuff like this. Yeah, either. true. Um, but yeah. at the same at the same point, it's like it. I don't know how it's implemented in the game, having not played it. It, it if they've done it in a distasteful way, then I'm completely on that side. Okay. I don't have that first-hand experience having not played the game, so... I saw... I've, I've only seen a bit of footage on it, but I I, I, I gotta say... Yeah, I gotta say, like, I don't understand why they chose to add it in, but just on the pure argument alone that, ah, oh, it's violence against animals in video games, all video games are based on violence, mm. normally against people, and that game is insanely violent to people in that game when you melee kill one of the female soldiers um it's pretty shocking mm. like it's pretty mm. it's like oh fuck mm. oh can they do this mm. like um I so guess like they just did right yeah and they yeah. did they did and you know like so it's kind of like on the on the totem and pole there's a few things there animals yeah. in video games i mean look at any basic mmo kill 10 wolves get their pelts well and also you kill dogs in the game there are dogs that attack you and you have you guys them. ever played tekken so like like, like uh there's yeah. yumo in yeah. tekken yeah. kuma in tekken yeah fucking so bear. when, when punch kuma, in panda. i'm not allowed to oh, be doing exactly. that. i'm not allowed to kick the shit out of a bear exactly now. like i don't know I don't know. Okay. It, yeah, okay. it's like I don't know if it's. I think it's. I think it's weird, and I don't think anyone wanted it. So on that grounds, I'd say yeah, yeah it's exactly. not really. It doesn't make sense. But in terms of like, yeah, you know, can can you depict violence to animals in games? Absolutely, okay. you can. Um, just on this sack, I do see where you're coming from, and I reckon mm. if you didn't actually physically take control of the chicken, 
and it was more like a betting thing. Oh, do you actually actually take control? Actually, yeah, you control them. Uh, see, see, I said I've got no context on this. Like, I know it's oh, a it's thing, like comedy. They put works. it, they position it as like a fun, funny, yes. comical. So thing. just to just to help, just oh, to help out the listeners, skeezy. just to help out the listeners, the cockfighting in this game, you uh, select which chicken you want to fight in the game, and then when it actually comes to the game, like, and also with that selection, it turns into like a Tekken board. Where like it's got oh all the god, different. Oh my god! It's fucking Street Fighter yep. Tekken. It, yeah, they it turns yeah, into they a Tekken really board. comical with it. It's it comes pretty, up with the um, verses confusing. and everything, and then Ooh, and then okay. you take control of the chicken itself, and you're the one who's like doing all the moves, just like you would in any other fighter game kind of thing. So yeah. that justifies it a little bit better, I think, than just look sitting back, being a spectator, and betting on it like in real life kind of thing, which is absolutely something I don't agree with. So I think it works in that sense because it, it turns it into a game and everyone's played Battletoads, everyone's played so many, and like you mentioned before, Andrew, Pokemon as well, so many games where animals fight each other, Killer Instinct, like so many. So Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Tur- oh my God. They go out so many. with Ninja Have you jumped on a, and they're giant You've jumped turtles. on a turtle in Mario, right? Like, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, exactly. It's hard. It's a very... If you didn't take control of the character and it was a betting system, I'm 100% against it. Yeah. No, no. I'm so glad I asked that question. That was that was awesome. I, I, I loved all of that. That was amazing. You opened a can of worms, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. We're all about the deep conversations here <laughs> on News to Reviews and... I don't know if it's going to be a deep conversation with this one. Is 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 Riff Breaker a deep game, Andrew? Is is uh, what, are, what are we talking about here? The Riff Breaker. Okay, so this came out like last week on PC, and uh, I think it's on Xbox. I assume it's on Xbox. Ooh. When I look at it on my um, Xbox um, PC Game Pass app, it says in brackets PC, so I assume that there's an Xbox version. Um, honestly. The very short version, I think the Rift Breaker is a deep game, it's just not for me. Okay. Now, to give a little bit more information, so the Rift Breaker, and I remember you actually mentioned this was coming out last week when you are talking about, hey, this is coming out, this is actually quite fresh, it's been out for like three days or something okay, nice. at the time of recording. Mm. Uh, it is on, on Game Pass, so feel free to give it a go. Uh, don't take me as the arbiter of truth on this one, because it's very much not my style of game, and there's the problem, I think. Okay. So, in the Rift Breaker... You play as a lady named Ashley. She arrives on a alien planet in this giant robot suit. I can't remember what the ro- robot suit's name was. Uh, and it's this absolutely gorgeous alien planet. Like, lots of greenery, lots of purple plants. Like, crazy wild uh, uh, plants and stuff. And your task is to establish uh, a base for humanity to kind of maybe colonize, potentially colonize this planet or use it for resources to continue existing. It's like a future thing. And there lies the problem for me. The trailers and stuff, and my friend who kind of gone, hey, you might actually enjoy this game, uh, position it as a hybrid between base building and crafting and sort of like a management game, as well as a dual stick shooter. Because the idea is you're on this alien planet trying to kind of colonize it to a degree so that humans can potentially live there or use it for resources to continue life on our future tech we fucked up our own planet but we need resources from elsewhere so we can continue to exist situation however i tend to bulk away from kind of management sims to a degree and this leaned a bit more towards the management than the action 
to my tastes. So a lot of it was it was kind of half in terms of you're building a base like you're playing an RTS, but you're one character and you're trying to, you know, do some uh, tower defensey stuff. You're worrying about managing power for your base, resources for building new buildings, making sure your AI's got like enough cores so you can have you run all your uh, defense turrets and all that kind of stuff. And then periodically you would get the local wildlife would be attacking you because you're drawing you're drawing attention to yourself with all these uh, upgrades and energy signatures and all this kind of sci-fi stuff that you're doing. Uh, and so I kind of stopped playing after 40 to 50 minutes um, due to real life interrupting, but I've not gone back. And the only reason I've left it still in sort of my PC is so I know what the name of the fucking game is so I can talk about it. Um, honestly, it feels like a really solid game just not my thing yeah okay and that's 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 my issue with it like i the two six shooter stuff I, I like top down two six shooters it is a top down view thing i like rts games but i've never been good at rts but this kind of fits more in like a management sim closer to sim city with rts elements and dual sick elements rather than it being what i thought i was getting into when i played this so I don't know if that gives you enough information. Feel free to ask questions and I can answer them. But like, okay. So when you say the sim style stuff, is it more uh, like, as you say, Sim City style, or is it more like, uh, or is it like Stardew Valley at all? Are you like building buildings no, and you, creating a farm or something along those lines? No, it's 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 closer to like an RTS in that re- regard, right? Like okay. you you are building buildings. Yep. Um, but you need those to be all powered, so you've got to worry about things like StarCraft and okay. and Command and Conquer. It's like, okay, you've got enough power for these, you've got enough resources to be able to build these things, etc., etc., etc. But as far as I could tell, I wasn't really actively going out to go do stuff. Like, if, I was, if I'm playing an RTS, right, like, I've got an objective, you know, I'm playing Command and Conquer, my objective is build a base, go take out the Nod or the GDI, depending on what side I am, uh, you know, if it's a red alert, then, you know, allies, Soviets, whatever, right? While this one was more like a build a base that's going to survive and then guard it and help kind of establish that. So it's kind of more of a build a city that is going to kind of be self-sufficient. But also you've got, like, when they you do get attacked, you can actually wade into the fight with your dual six shooter kind of stuff. Okay. Rather than just relying on the defenses you built, the walls you built, the turrets you That's built, the part so. that sounds interesting to me. And yeah. I feel like it's going to be more interesting to people who aren't me. I feel like I am very much out of the target audience because, like, I love RTS, but I'm bad at it. Mm. I love dual six shooters, and I'm kind of okay at those. And this lands more in, again, more in uh, what I'd consider to be a... Um, a management sim rather than an RTS because again you're not able to control anything other than yourself you build your buildings you build your base but you're only directly controlling you you can't tell things in your base to go places because they're all static buildings yeah it's oh, it's mostly okay. it's mostly it's a tower defense an RTS. really yeah. Yeah, yeah tower defense is probably a better way to put it it's like half half tower defense half dual six shooter and at least in the part I played, it leaned towards the defense stuff where I didn't get to do anything other than collect resources and build shit. And I'm like, this is not what I'm into. I'm happy to do that as a side thing and not like and not as my main. And I think it leans more in that direction. That's just very much 
not me. Ooh. Honestly, in terms of like the inconsolables, I think Mrs. L would really get a kick out of it because she's into that stuff. Ooh. But I know it's not for me at all. And I'm going to say thank fuck for Game Pass. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in it, to be honest, because I really, I really do like tower defenses. I All the way back... On the Warcraft 3 custom game engine was what sucked me into tower defense games. Yeah, I, I liked the occasional tower defense, but it, it felt less like a tower defense because you've got to worry about keeping enough power up so your towers would even work. Mm. Um, yeah. Wow. So it's it's, yeah. it's it's hard. That's why I kind of draw the RTS yeah. formats from because it's like, okay, you know, in an RTS, I mean, I say in an RTS, think more like Command & Conquer where if you overrun the power you need, you're, you, you're outputting, then you're, none of your buildings work so you can't do shit. Yeah, so I, you I probably have that yeah, as well as that, your income and all that. So it's, it's kind of that weird hybrid there. I probably don't like having to be constantly being kept busy about the resource management side of it. How, how do you, how do you think it would play on a console with a controller? I think it'd be fine on a console. Okay, I think it'd be fine on a controller because again, like when you're fighting stuff, like on the PC, you're going to use your WASD to move as as you kind of usually would in a, in a top down shooting, your mouse to kind of aim, mm. but also you've got like I can't remember what button it was, but it would open the menus and you just go through the menus and it would still kind of be a very console ish menu setup at least at least on the pc you just you know use your mouse and just click on the stuff as you needed to but like i can see that very much being locked to your thumbsticks and d-pads and stuff when you're doing actually your thumbstick would be to move in your d-pad would probably be to interact i don't see it being uh, the the control scheme being an issue on consoles okay okay um like on on pc to out back out of the if i wanted to shoot i needed to back out of all the menus and had to like right click right click right click right click until i'm until i'm out of build mode mm. and back into normal so like i think it probably is a little bit console centric rather than a pc port or like ported to pc rather than the other way around okay. as well nice. it's just i think a lot of people will actually get a lot of fun out of this it's just so not my thing like the only thing that is even more not my thing would be a survival game <laughs> it's just like in that echelon of these are the things that i generally won't touch like sports games uh survival games uh management games and it's like this twist i hoped would appeal to me and it just didn't quite get there for me unfortunately so i played it for less than an hour so um i think honestly if you're into that stuff give it a try i'm being absolutely scathing but it's just again so much not me so you think if you're into twin stick shooters and and tower defense then it's worth the 40 bucks or so it is right now on steam <sighs> I'm into twin six. So you have to be into both, really, right? Like, I think you have to be into both, but as I said, I think it leans more towards okay. management stuff than it does. Yeah. So mm. I think last I saw, I think Steam has a demo for it, so you could give that a go. Oh. At the very least, if you have if you have Game Pass, it is there. there it's go. just there. Give it a go. I can try mm. this um, game. Yeah, I can. I can. Uh, let Let me check that up. Um, just to double check. Um, it had it had some interesting plot stuff because the idea the idea is um look yep there is a demo on on Steam and it doesn't seem to be locked for like the Steam Next stuff so yeah there you go just give it a go and I don't know about the consoles so nothing to worry about give it a go if it's not your thing great you're you're like you're one of my people it's not not your thing if hmm. you, it is your thing have fun it was it it honestly I don't found I didn't find anything technically wrong with it it's just you know. Not the style of thing I enjoy, so like, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm and, talking and in circles at this point. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And look, if, if something's not the style of thing that you enjoy, it can fill your soul with dread. <laughs> I 
I saw where that was going. I saw immediately where that was going. I did not till the end. And I know. <laughs> Lockie Speaking and I. Speaking of dreadful games. <laughs> that was great. Oh, Lockie and I, we've been feeling the dread. God. Nah. Lockie. Um, yeah, no, no, this is absolutely not a dreadful game we're leading into. I was going to say, tell me about <laughs> yeah. Metroid Dread, because yeah, I yeah. like I like me a bit of Metroidvania, but I've always, in the past, as I said before we started recording, I've always fallen on the Vania side more than I have on the Metroid side, <laughs> in that I've played Castlevanias. As in, you like, you like Castlevania, and you don't like Metroid. I, in that I haven't really played so much of Metroid. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I actually looked I'm up earlier. Because I'm just trying to untangle yes, the Yes, yeah, I'm trying to untangle here. my brain. Yeah, I've played Castlevania more than I've played Metroid. It's more than You like thing. whips. You like whips. You like vampires. You like bats. You're not too sure about rolling up into little balls and shooting missiles. I like missiles. I like rolling up into little balls. I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. Andrew, do you like not knowing where to go? Oh. Like, that's a great thing about Metroid. <laughs> I, I, I like Metroid Vegas. Yeah, do you I like played... getting really fucking How confused? How fun is not I knowing played... where to go? Like, it's so good. Yeah. I really enjoyed Ori and the Blind Forest. I really enjoyed Guacamole, and I really enjoyed Hollow Knight. You tell me. Yeah. Okay, so so I love Ori and the Blind Forest as well, but if you enjoy a map that that is really, really confusing, if you enjoy really confusing maps that don't, Aren't the best maps. This yeah, is go Metroid on NES fun, and then go to this. Yeah. Um, fun, fun fact. Fun fact. Oh, when I was searching this earlier, when we were talking about Metroid Dread, it turns out that the de- developers also made Castlevania: Lords of Shadows, so they've oh, been on wow. both sides of Metroidvania. Ah. <gasps> they got the veins and the troids. Lords of Shadow was more linear, but it was all right. Lucky okay. for people out there who are sitting there going, "What the fuck is this Metroid Dread shit? I have no idea what it is." Mm. What is it? Oh, God. I I mean, it's hard to explain. It's actually quite a dated um, platforming model at this point. It's a very old type of game, probably made prolific, I think, in the SNES era, um, where you've got your 2D side-scroller. You move from one area, think, room to another, and you basic, uh, basically navigate your way across a much bigger world and map. Um, you learn skills you get power-ups that allow you to navigate better or get stronger um if you throw in a couple of different terrains and environments and enemies and that's what you've got you've got a metroidvania game on your hands should mention so oh, also it's is... 2d side scrolling as well yes so i did say that at the very oh did you oh shit sorry those words did. did come out of his mouth yes hey, i did yes sorry. If, you've, um, yeah, if, if, if you've played if you've played guacamole or you've played uh bloodstained ritual of the night or if you've played uh that game that zach really loved what fist um <laughs> yeah. you've, you've kind of got the idea yeah and i say um, zach loved in the most sarcastic manner possible <laughs> Now, here's the thing. This is an interesting game, and I, if anyone understands or knows the Metroid sort of universe um, premise, uh, it is a continuation of those older games of the storyline, um, funnily enough. They, it gives you this prologue briefing you of everything that happened, and you're like, well, fuck, I haven't played this game in a thousand and one years. So, yeah, I guess, oh, okay, so they've, oh, they've got, in addition to the Metroids, which is the main bad baddies, they're meant to be like some flying brains and they they fuck up entire planets um you now have uh, oh. virus x which is now also metroids but not metroids so they're like metroids but 
different. So you've got two different types of Metroids that are causing shit. So they're not exactly reinventing the wheel storyline-wise throughout this series, and I don't think that they need to. Something that they do really well is atmosphere. This game throws you right into this sci-fi horror um, really creepy situation where you're absolutely in destination fuck zone and you're just you're like what am i doing um you have these robots fucking attacking you like it's a game that throws a lot of horror elements at you that i don't think the original ones really did so i was a little i found it a little bit jarring but you know what the game's called dread and and by god they they deliver on that title so they do try a few things there I- zachary do you want do you have anything else that you want to talk about with the game that that was notable oh that was a perfect overview of 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 metroid <laughs> dread for sure uh but uh, look uh, i think for, for someone who played fist uh forged in shadow torch uh god i don't know how long ago that was time means nothing anymore thanks to the sydney lockdown uh uh, I found that disappointing. I've I've played a few Metroidvanias in my time. Funnily enough, though, this is the first actual Metroid <laughs> that I that I've ever played, and I I gotta say, the gameplay in Metroid Dread it feels oh so nice. Like my one of my biggest issues with Fist was mm. just how it felt to control your character, how it felt to navigate around the world and to engage in combat. Metroid Dread, every every moment feels great. It, the controls mm. feel so silky and so responsive and so quick as well. It's a very fast-paced game. It's it's fantastic. There's never a moment where I've died and I'm like, oh, that was bullshit. You know, that, you know, the, I was still stuck in this animation or you know, like I, I clipped on this. There's no, there's none of that. It's just I fucked up. My timing was off. I zigged when I should have zagged, and and it was all on me. And any 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 game, particularly a game at this difficulty level, which because I should mention Metroid Dread, it's a pretty tricky game. Um, so far, where I'm up to, it hasn't been too brutal, but I hear eventually it does get fucking insane. Uh, the gameplay mechanics have to be spot on, and in Metroid Dread, at least so far with all the powers and stuff that I've gained, it just feels oh so nice. Oh, I'm loving it. Oh, and on the OLED Switch, playing it handheld with the oled screen oh, oh. that Next extra level. 0.8 oh, inches of samus oh yeah <laughs> i've got a oh, i've got a lot oh yeah god that's so much more yeah. screen space oh <laughs> there are so many comments yeah. i could make there that i probably yeah. shouldn't i've got a locky <laughs> question for locky if i can on this one <laughs> A lucky question yeah. for Lucky. All yeah. right, I'll, I'll is... give it a go, but I might need to defer okay, it to Zach. Lockie. We'll see how we go. It's a lucky question yeah. for Lucky. You can't. It's Lockie, yes, it's you. Uh, it's you. Look, you know, I'm no, no I'm no SME on Lucky stuff, but I'll you give it a, I'll take a crack at it. <laughs> you can't segue it. Time, time. Look, time to Lucky in. We're locking this one in. <laughs> We're locking this question in, Lucky. At any point in Metroid Dread, do you encounter Judge Dread? <laughs> <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> it's, it's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I am the law. Wow! Holy shit! Because I will not be buying it unless you do. <laughs> no, but you do encounter Cersei. So, so there's that. Well, that's that's um, there's dread. That's for sure. If, if there's no Judge Dread and there's no I am the law, like at all in this game. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if it would be purchased. <laughs> it could be, but I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it is the thing, though. Um, it's definitely not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And I think unless you really were into this stuff, I don't know, if you're into 2D side-scroller platformers, mm. I mean, it's solid. And I, I really enjoy Metroidvania-type games, so there's a lot there for me. Mm. And I think it... It feels, as to Zach's point, it feels really nice in controls. There's lots of variety in your movements. Um, there is one exception to the motion that I fucking hate. And, you know, spoilers later on in the game, you will find a double jump power up. It, it, it gets even better than that, though, so you don't have to deal with it for too long. But there's just it, it, the, the way the double jump works, it feels really horrible. You need to wait for your arc to get all the way up before you tap and then you get your double jump oh you can only double jump at like the highest point exactly so okay. it, it doesn't it doesn't feel nice if you fuck it up because you will fuck it up a lot yeah i've played um, plenty of games that do that but it's pretty archaic like, it hasn't been a long time since they did that you do a double jump you double tap um sure you you, you still get the jump you may not get as high if you don't time it perfectly yeah. but like it feels horrible it if it just says it, you know what no fuck you no double jump for you mr <laughs> timey fuck you you dead Exactly. So yeah. so that's the one criticism I have in the mechanics. There. But other than that, it's a fucking solid game. Metroid-wise, it's it's a love letter to the franchise. It's got all of it in there from the old SNES games. And then some. Um, they introduced some really cool new mechanics. Um, the, stealth, the stealth mechanics where you go into these zones where these robots that you can't kill are... Um, hunting you down and they're trying to harvest your organs or your DNA or some shit. I can't follow the plot, but I don't think the game is there for a plot. Yeah. Uh, the game well, is there to play. They're saying and it's the, the last atmosphere. 2D Metroid game in the series. Like they've they've had they started really? the series of 2D Metroid games. I think there's five. This yep. is the fifth one uh, in the series of the 2D Metroid games, and it follows the story. And this is the conclusion yep. of that story. So you still have you still have oh well there might be other yeah yeah there might be other games with maybe different types of stories maybe there'll be a third type you still of have Metroid, Metroid Prime right point. which is like its own different three D game with its own different story oh, but yeah. that's the FPS I couldn't get yeah no, but you got you got Metroid then you got Parasite X you know you could get Parasite Z or or Metroid Z or Pe- Metroid X ooh yeah. hybrid or Parasite oh. Metroid Z X Y Vania Vania the options are. The options are endless. Yeah, why, why not Vania it up? Let's get some vampires. Metroid vampires. Oh, okay. yeah. Fucking oh, holy Samus shit, yeah. is vampire now. Let's do, it. do it. Vampires are kind of like parasites. They suck your blood. Castle Metroid. As far as Metroid yeah, Dread yeah. is, like, the narrative is concerned, it's like, yeah, what narrative? It's pretty much you're talking yeah, to nah. this AI and that's as much as you get as far as a narrative thread. Mm. But it's more just the, the environments are fun to explore because there's secrets everywhere. Um, one one thing that I love about Metroidvanias is how, you know, you'll see these things and you're like, what the fuck is that? And you gain this power and you're like, oh, okay, there we go. That's how I interact with that. But there is so much of that in Metroid Dread that there'll be things that I never even considered that it'll be something that I interact with. And all of a sudden I gain this power and then bang, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this new thing. And that could just be someone who's very new to the series as I've never played a Metroid before. But yeah, I, I found that so gratifying. Every time you get a new power, it really does feel like you just have this new toy to play around with. You, yep. you, you're constantly... They're, they're giving you so much new stuff as well too. Like constantly as you're playing, you're gaining something new all the time. I will mention, like you mentioned before, Aaron, it, it, it has that issue of where the fuck is it that I'm supposed to go next? 
There isn't any objective marker. It's not going to be like, you have to go here to do this. It tells you what you have already done. So that way you don't waste mm. time in the same area again. But as far as like what you're supposed to do next, no, like, fuck you. You figure that out. You just wander around until you stumble upon a new power. And all of a sudden you have access to this new area. Now, something we should definitely mention, Lockie, that we have not mentioned is the fucking Emmys. They're new to the series, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the robots, yeah, yeah, that's it. The Emmys yeah. are basically, if you've played Resident Evil 2 or 3, you got Professor X, or whatever his name is, Mr. X, sorry. Professor X. I played X-Men. Resident Evil 2. When I, when I played Resident Evil 2 Remake, it was Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. You're one of the mods. Until the mods <laughs> come out for the emulated Look, version I, of Metroid uh, mod, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> I, I didn't play any mods. You're being chased by by Emmys, and like, look, if if the entire game you had those Emmys chasing you, I would fucking. Hate Why doesn't Metroid Samus Dread. just accept the Emmy? <laughs> yeah, just take the award. Just, 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 take, the, just, just take, the, take it, Samus. Just like, take the They're w. trying to give it to you, Samus. <laughs> just take it. They're giving you a trophy. <laughs> Don't run from it. <laughs> no, it's fuck. It's actually. They're fucking trying to stab her in the face. It's pretty graphic. Well, they're trying to stab her in the face with a trophy. Give her something good. It's pretty graphic. Yeah, they stab you right. They stab her right in the face with the Emmy trophy okay, to harvest her right. DNA. Mm. It's pretty. It's pretty full on. Look, look. Um, Emmys are an acronym, and for the life of me, I cannot remember what the acronym is. But basically, as Lockie alluded to, that they're, they're robots. Extremely and they, masochistic, murderous. They idiots. Go. I don't know. They they chase you around the map, and if they get you, basically they will kill you. You do have an opportunity to be able to escape. You can counter them. You have like two opportunities when you'll see like a sort of flash, and you can react. But for me, and I, I don't know if you felt this way, Lockie, I found it incredibly hard to ever be able yeah. to succeed at that that event. Like I, I out of I've probably been captured by Emmys thirty to forty times. And I think I've had three or four successful counters out of all yeah, of that. Ex- exactly. No, I, I had the exact same experience. It's very hard to counter because it's so fast. You have to kind of just hope that you that you assume at the right point when it's going to happen. Mm. And if you get it right, it, it works. You won't be able to reaction-wise see the flash mm. and counter in time. Mm. And I think that's incredible because it really gets the adrenaline pumping mm. because that situation is meant to be the big scary moment. Uh, um, and something else that I want to mention in that area when you're dealing with Emmys, right? Um, and not the Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> that you know that has its own challenges that you need to deal with and and work solutions around um probably acting skills and writing and all that um so uh b- something something to um mention is that this game is it's not just a 2D side scroller it's a 2.5D platformer uh, um platformer game and they really utilize that 2.5D those whole 0.5Ds just like how um you know in the OLED they've just utilized that whole point three inches more um they like they really they really utilize it so what happens is it's mostly 2d in terms of motion for the entire game but then you get an opportunity at some point to actually kill these emmys and when you do and you get this gun it turns the game into an aimer into sort of like a 3d aimer where you're watching them in in the camera switches to 3d and you're looking at them face on coming at you and you've got to aim at the right spot on them mm. to be able to finish them off. And it's incredibly, incredibly satisfying the way that the gun oh powers up. God. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. This edition, 
really well really welcome um amazing addition to the metroid um game so it's kind of like a rails shooter at that point where yeah. it's like screw uh, you i'm yeah, fucking murdering no, you now because you still have complete control of semis in these moments like well where, like okay. you, you like you, you do the, yeah. the, the, the emmy will still be you decide where you want to stand your ground yeah and then you switch into like this 3D sort of, yeah. he's coming at me, bro, and I gotta finish this fucker off before he reaches me to stab my fucking yeah. face. And it's and great. Like, Fuck you, laser yeah. time. But, but, it yeah, is cool. great. It is so good. It is so good. But at any point, like, say the, the Emmy's getting too close to you, you can just let go of L1 and just start running away again and snap out of that moment. So it just creates for okay. this sort of yeah. cat and mouse back and forth. And the entire Emmy thing is like that. It's just like. Uh, uh, Mr. X in Resident Evil. The moment the Emmy's onto you, you're in a panic and you're trying to get out. And the Emmys are so well designed. I love the animations. They have they're, they're, they're these robots that sort of contort in these bizarre ways that help them move really quickly around the environment. That And it just makes it so every single time an Emmy's onto you, your heart rate just fucking just shoots through the roof. And as I said, yeah, if the whole game was like this, if they were everywhere, it, I would probably hate it. But they just kept to Oh, these... I wouldn't be able to play the game, yeah. Exactly. Too stressful. But, but they kept to these particular areas that you know that very clearly, the game telegraphs you very clearly that you're going to be entering an area where you're going to be pursued by these Emmys. So you're ready to go when you're in there, and it's basically a puzzle of how you escape or how you find where you're supposed to get to or what you're supposed to do next. And I and I, and I loved it, even as someone who's new to the series. I've never played a Metroidvania with something like it, and I thought it was a very very cool idea. Oh well, this was the first of its kind, so you won't ever find anything you know older than this. So this was a big add-on, mm-hmm. and I think it was an amazing add-on feature and it fits so perfectly in the world and the game that they were trying to make and it actually turned the the primary metro game which is everything else that you do that's all in the original metro games is sort of like a breath of fresh air it's like ah oh, all right now i'm just playing the relaxing sort of 2d yes. side scroll everything now feels I'm nice. safe and can explore <laughs> yeah yes. i can actually see this world um the 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 one thing one bugbear on that though is that map system is fucking awful and terrifying. Mm-hmm. It is it is dread incarnate navigating <laughs> that map. I've never I've never played a game with such a a horribly cluttered, cumbersome map. Yep. It, it, it was just so much. It was too much, to be honest. Yeah, I've spent too much time just trying to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. And in 2021. It's not the most fun experience, particularly now uh, we've been l- lucky enough, I think all of us here now have been lucky enough to get our hands on a next-gen console. Uh, and with that, load times have been reduced to very little, almost nil. And <laughs> Metroid Dread, it's on the Switch, and that is certainly not the case as far as when you're playing it generally. You're not stuck with a lot of load times, but if you want to move from one, uh, one, you have like separate sort of areas of the map to the other, you have quite a lengthy waiting time there for you. And it just, at, at this point, it's starting to feel a bit archaic. And not to mention, uh, I did, I tried this docked at one point. Mostly I played it handheld, which I just thought looks fantastic. And I, But I put it in the dock and it popped up on the big screen. And, and look, anyone would tell you Metroid Dread is a great looking game. But just when I've been playing PlayStation 5 for such a long while, I popped that in there and I was like, whoa, that's rough. Yeah. 
And I got used to I it agree. quickly. You're used but, to oh. seeing actual yeah. graphics. Mm. Yeah, but. exactly. I, I agree. It looks it looks good in handheld. It it doesn't really look too great in yeah on on the TV because yeah. it does it does make you start drawing those comparisons and definitely it's not that can type we, of game. Can we it's just get another like a... goddamn switch already, like an X or whatever they're going to call it, a Pro? Yeah. You just got one. <laughs> what do you want about? Yeah, we just got the OLED. <laughs> You just got your switch. Like they, oh, they make they make the thing. switch for like people people to be it able to take Bluetooth it portably now. and use what it docked, and then they give you an upgraded model, which is only for people that want to play it portably, because if it's docked, you may as well have the old one. Like it just shits me because uh, like I want to sit down, chill out, and play a game on my TV on my 4K 85 inch TV. I want to really enjoy it, but I can't do that with Switch for some reason. They can't sit next to the Series X. And and give me what I want to see, you know, what we should already have by now. Instead, we've got a 2017 old school model Switch hanging around that just looks like, it looks like ass when I'm trying to play something on it compared to like <laughs> playing anything on the Series X. It's just, it's annoying. Yeah, look, look, I can't argue against any of that. I fucking so hate the bad. Switch, so bad. Yeah, I'm I'm in the exact same boat. Nintendo is infuriating like that. They they have they have the capital. They can fucking do this. They will make a, a strong ROI. They just aren't. I don't is understand it because why. They don't, it's is, the same reason is it because why because they don't want their IPs to look like realistic. Like, do they they don't want like a human Mario kind of thing? Like, I don't know. It's... I would love a human realistic Splatoon. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me 4K. Give me fucking 4K 60 FPS squid kids shooting <laughs> it'd, it'd hor- It would be horrifying. Christ. Not my PC. No, I don't fucking care. Look, look, I, look, I will play Lovecraft Splatoon. Give that to me on my PC, please. That's the thing, is you can have, you can have nice, clean-looking current graphics without it needing to go into detail, like everything, you know, everything looks human, has had wrinkles in its face and is slimy. You don't need to add those things in there. Mm. You can still just have Mario in in 4K. Like, you don't need it to be, like, you know, it's not just Mario anymore. It is actually I want, just the actor No, Chris not Chris Pratt. Pratt. I want 1999 outfit. Bob Hoskins to be Mario. No. <laughs> yes. Mario is Mate, Chris Pratt is Mario. Mario is Chris Pratt. I don't know. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Mm-mm. You can't argue with perfect <laughs> casting. It may have filled some people with dread, but not me. Speaking of dread, though, Lockie, do you have oh, any dear. final thoughts on Metroid Dread? I think it is a fucking... Look, I think it is fucking solid game. There were a couple of little bugbears. That map really turned me off the um, the the Metroidvania. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really liked the EMMI additions, and I liked the atmosphere that was done, but after a while, I did start getting tired of it. And something else to mention in there in the Metroid side of the area. Um, they have a water level. Games need to know not to do that anymore. We don't like it. You can't, you can't like even... Donkey Kong Country. And you give me some beautiful music to go with it kind of thing. And... Oh, even, even that, even that, that's the worst part of Donkey what? Kong Country for me. Stop doing water levels. I'm over it. And, and in this one, you can't even fucking swim. You can't, you can barely jump in it to begin with. It's horrible. It feels awful. And... Uh, I haven't finished the game yet. Maybe it gets better, but at this point, I don't even fucking care because I've been put through the ringers in a water level. And I'm like, stop doing this to me. This is just... No one wants this. No <laughs> I don't one. want it unless there's Judge Dredd in it, I... so I guess I'm not getting the game, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Look, so so I googled Metroid Dread, and um, apparently this was originally going to be developed for the the DS, and then it got cancelled because um, yeah, the hardware was too <laughs> limited. <laughs> twice, not once. Wow, twice for wow. the DS. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, for the DS as a follow up uh, to f- Diffusion. I, I I guess it would still uh, be a follow up. That, that is, right? yeah. I don't know. I haven't yeah, that, that is pretty but... amazing that it still ended up being a game of this quality. I would say if you own a Nintendo Switch, oh, they started from scratch. Okay, mm. like they're, they're like they're like we will start from scratch if we do this again. But they had like a prototype that wasn't working. And I love so. how they didn't they didn't learn their lessons though. They didn't learn their lesson. They didn't they like mm. go okay we need better hardware to create uh you know the game that we want. Well, they have better hardware. Better hardware than oh, the DS. Oh, yeah, if you compare it to their older models. Yeah. But if... Uh, like, oh, well, it looks a lot better than what a DS would have been able to pump out. That's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, yeah, look, if you, if you if you own a Switch and you like your, your Metroidvanias, the, it, it, it's, it is the game that, that created half of that term, for fuck's sake. You're going to be getting a solid one here. I would almost guarantee, uh, like, even from the small amount I've played so far, it's probably one of my favourite Metroidvanias that I've, that I've played. It's really, really cool title. It feels great to play. If it, this interests you, pick it up for sure, and do not pick up Fist. That is for sure. <laughs> Playing this game... I'm Fist. Oh, you. it, look, You're not it, my dad. It's, it's so good, even, if, even when I'm laying in bed. It still manages to keep me awake. Another game. Okay, question. Yeah. Question. It's going to be a similar question to what I asked before about oh, a different okay. game. How much would you pay for it? Full price? Half price? Somewhere in between? I'd play, if you're a fan of Metroidvanias, I'd pl- I'd pay full price. Okay. 100%. I would not say wait for a sale. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think it's an 8 out of 10 game. So anything above, an uh, yeah, anything hmm. 7.5 yeah. or higher deserves full price in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I've decided I'm going to make this my it's new fucking review scale. Yeah. Like, would you pay for it? Price? It's good. I think it's really good because it really makes yep. you think about like it's not just the quality of Value the game, but like yeah, it's buying power. It's like you know, is this really worth it? Bloody oath! Um, uh, one I of like my it. my favorite video game reviewer, ACG. Everyone go check him out. Fantastic video game reviews. His rating scale is buy, wait for a sale, never touch some something whatever um yeah fantastic rating scale because yeah it gives you an idea straight away based on based on that i i I love it but something that i'm not too sure that i love just yet is a game called alan wake remaster oh yeah everyone i had a good time with the original well you will probably have a good time with alan wake remaster as well then because i never played the original but from what I hear, this is it. <laughs> it's just I, a, I, look, I imagine a remaster wouldn't be exactly, too different. Exactly. Like, come on, that's a exactly. point. Exactly, and and that's that's as much as what these impressions are going to go. If you play, if you've played Alan Wake before, you have played Alan Wake. Remaster. Can I ask you guys a question on this? Like, because mm. Remedy is an incredible studio, and mm-hmm. the thing about Remedy too is it's really interesting. Is they made their mark on shooters, third-person shooters, and namely Max Payne is their biggest kind of one that comes to mind, right? 
Where? That's Remedy that Studios. Was, yeah. It did Max Payne 1 o- and 2. Originally, it, it moved crap. to Rockstar. For three, three, exactly. Oh. Three went to oh, Rockstar, okay, but 1 yeah. and 2 was, yeah, was, was Remedy Studios. So Max Payne was a big gap for me. It's a so the, the question I'm asking, though, is um, like when it comes to Remedy, I know them from their, orig- their origins with uh, third-person shooters, people shooting guns at others. And same with uh, Quantum Break as well, which was an Xbox-exclusive incredible game. Uh, that was also... Oh, Quantum Break was... Uh, I could talk about oh. that for a lot. We could go toe-to-toe on that. I, I love it. <laughs> uh, it. That's the one, the video, the video tie-ins. Yeah, I played it on PC and we couldn't go toe-to-toe on it because uh, I don't remember much of it other than I really uh, did not have a good loved time it. with it. The point I'm trying to make, though, just to, just to bring it back, though, is um, I played their latest game, uh, Control. That's the Remedy's latest game. And, yeah, I know, and I disliked it big time. And the reason ah! the reason why I disliked it is because I liked, oh, I liked Remedy's soul. shooter games where they had third-person shooters. Control became a superhero game where you're not actually shooting people at all. Matter of fact, there's no people to shoot. You're shooting entities instead or you're throwing things at supernatural specters. Alan Wake is similar in that aspect, though, right? Where you're shining lights on specters or something. You're not actually shooting them like they're on yeah, you're, the game. You're going to fucking hate Alan Wake then because you don't know what is real in Alan Wake. So for people out there who've never heard of Alan Wake before, Alan Wake is your typical fucking Stephen King horror story setup. So basically, Alan is a author who goes to this remote location with his wife to go to try and get his writing kick started uh, because he's has having a writer's block, you know, like you've, you've heard all of this yeah. before, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, copy paste any, like any psychological, psychological thriller or, or horror movie. Uh, but then all of a sudden he wakes up and he's mm. had this, this uh, car accident. His wife is totally missing. And this, place that you're going to to kickstart that writing again is just completely non-existent it doesn't exist and you're slowly trying to unravel this mystery kind of think even a little bit of uh fuck twin peaks get that little bit of a twin peaks feel there is a stephen king movie that that is the there is a literal yeah is it called open is it open window with johnny depp because it sounds exactly like that no it's got sam neil it stars sam neil Sam Neill, I'm, Stephen. I'm just gonna I'm look it up. Not, I'm not a right. movie guy, but they do actually call out. Um, they actually do actually call out Stephen King during uh, the thing. Uh, like, I, I, yeah. I feel like yep. I feel like there was a lot of dialogue somewhere during Alawake at some point. He's like, "This is just like a Stephen King novel." Yeah. Like, are you yeah, fucking it, serious? It's, it's, Come on, man. Yeah, it, it's um. In fact, it's not. It, sorry, it's not Stephen King. It's in the mouth of madness. Um, that sounds Lovecraft. Yeah, it's the plot. It, yeah, it's a Lovecraftian horror sort of. Thing, and it pay that movie basically loosely uses Stephen King as sort of like him him and his yeah. authorship and his type of books yeah. as the writer so it's um yeah yeah look I'm half out of frame <laughs> I'm just... up a little bit that's all <laughs> no I just that it. also works I don't I'm just like so I'm, I'm looking know. at I'm looking at um I'm looking at images here of Alan Wake remastered and Alan is absolutely holding a gun so are you are yeah, you yeah. shooting things that are real yes. or not? Yeah, so 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 like you said, there is still a torch, you know, so that that is a very important part of the mechanic. The whole thing is basically Alan's wife has a phobia of darkness. 
So I'm guessing a lot of the gameplay is probably going to end up being some kind of fucking metaphor. Ooh, I don't like Because basically you're getting attacked by these dark, shadowy creatures and you have to shine a torch on them in order to make them vulnerable from the shots from your Okay, weapon. all right. So the shooting in it actually, like, it felt quite satisfying. It kind of felt like what it felt like in Control. Surprise, surprise, another Remedy game. Uh, but yeah, if you didn't like shooting the hiss, you're not going to like this because it, it is very similar sort of effect now the minute i started taking control of alan i was like okay i i understand i'm i'm playing a game from all the way back in like 2013 mm-hmm. or 2010 whenever it was that alan Wake came out he feels bizarre to control very almost kind of weightless uh but once i started getting contr- like the hang of using the gun and the light together it felt pretty nice to to do the combat but you you, you can still tell you're playing an old game it's it's super lin- yeah, yeah. linear in that sense as well too you're you're moving through these very sort of linear environments with these sort of very simple puzzles and very uh very uh very obvious sort of combat sections that are telegraphed very strongly to you uh you're definitely playing an older game um but yeah i don't know back back in the day when i played it's been a long a long enough time that i don't remember anything about the plot mm. but i do remember that you know you're shining your light on things and then shooting them with the guns it started off feeling weird and and abnormal and then eventually it just normalize and just kind of got oh yeah bing, bang, 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 bang. Yep. and it's like almost like pulling the light up was like your old school resident evil where you had to hold a button to aim oh, like tank controls yes, okay right? like well um to a degree right because it's like you had to you know press what's well, like l2 to even hold your gun yeah. up so that you could yep. start shooting it was kind of like that but l2 is you, you know your i've got my torch out now now these enemies yep. are vulnerable yeah. now i'm just gonna blast them in the face with a pistol and and for whatever reason ghost doesn't like light now doesn't like bullets now doesn't like existing yeah and the, the, so. the torch is such an important mechanic that even when you're not holding L2 to specifically aim, it's constantly being pointed around. So even when you're pointing at... It's dark all the time. Yeah, so exactly. Even, even when you're pointing at the enemies and you're just doing it from the hip, it does like sort of slight damage to them. But then when you hold L2 and you focus on them, it'll do like more specific damage and then make them more vulnerable so you kind of have this sort of push and pull of using your torch battery in order to focus on them and make them vulnerable to attack and sort of like trying to just sort of keep the torch just open to sort of hold them at bay and do more light damage but use less of your battery power so i guess the key is to remember that you are playing an older horror game right because it's like you know the the newer breed of horror games are either here a lot a million monsters shoot them with your guns or you have no weapon, hide from everything. And that's what horror games are now. You have two options. There's nothing in between. Well, in the past, it was kind of everything was You, you had games, it was you had games like that, though, that, that, that did it perfectly. Uh, like, have you guys ever played Fear? Fear 1, 2, or 3, the first-person shooter? I've played all of them, and Fear 1 was the best yeah, one did, of them. Did it, but that, that's a game, though, where I think that it mixed excellent combat with, with suspense and with horror elements as well kind of thing. So... You're absolutely right on that. And also the AI was brilliant. Like, like I read articles on how the AI was implemented in that game, and it was terrifying how smart the enemies were. Yeah, so I guess, the po- yeah, I-, I loved it. But the the point I'm trying to make, though, is it doesn't feel kind of yeah. like that in Alan White. No. no. Okay, all right. <laughs> think, think of it sort of like old, old, old school Silent Hill. 
which is probably why right. it kind of got me because I really love the Silent Hill series until Konami decided to yeet it into the sun with a fuck Diablo like, and that yeah. and that was an actual thing, by the way. If you think I'm being I'm bullshitting you, there was a Vita Silent Hill game that was Diablo. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> it was an actual thing. That sounds bad. That was it was fun, but fucking. <laughs> Now, look, I don't know about our audience, but for me, I when I hear remaster, I think, how good is it really going to look? I want a remake. I don't just yeah, want a remaster. So how good does Alan Wake look? I think if you're like playing the actual game, it looks pretty good. Like it, they've, they've done a good enough job with the remaster that it holds up okay. You can tell it's an older game, but it's definitely not like one of those ones where you... you crank it up and you're like, whoa, this is definitely a, you know, Xbox 360 or PS3 era, era sort of style game. But when it does go back into the cutscenes, it goes back into the old school pre-rendered cutscenes. They clearly haven't gone through and, and updated them to be, uh, to be HD and it looks rough. So yeah, as far as everything else goes, it's pretty good. But yeah, when you get into those cutscenes, it does not look too great but look i haven't finished alan like Wake. remasters should be going yeah, back but- and remastering the game like a hundred percent the game not just the the movement elements the, the the traversal we're talking everything i mean i get i get new games that are like oh my graphics are really fucking good when i'm playing and then i get to a pre-rendered cutscene and the graphics go oh. down for the pre-rendered cutscene because i'm playing in 4k with a computer that they didn't assume would manage um, that's it's a dev oversight, but it's a fairly common one. If you're gonna ask me for money, though, Andrew, yeah. for a game that's like no, 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 I'm I'm with yeah. you on that. Like they should. F- uh, no, I'm I, look, look, don't don't take this as a defense of the game. They should absolutely fix that shit. I'm just saying it's not. Yeah, a no, I get you. Problem. It's just if you're asking for money, if you're going to sell it again, like then yeah. you, Ab- you uh, absolutely, then do your fucking job, and maybe we'll pay you. I know they get a bit cheeky with these remasters, don't they? Yeah, definitely trying to. Cut corners. Uh, Zachary, uh, just letting you know, I've got less than 5% on both my phone and my headphones. We will need to wrap this up. Oh, fuck, man. I, I really wanted to go through your review of that game that you've played. No time. We gotta oh. we gotta wrap this one Dang up. It. I'll have to save it for next week. Okay, no worries. Well, for listeners out there, there's going to be a very interesting review of a game that you may or more likely may not want to play coming up next well actually no not next week next week we're going to be having a week off and there's going you to be a walk. bonus yeah yeah hey oh, hey okay. we're gonna have a week off there's gonna be a that bonus big 100 episode. got to your head you gotta have a week off <laughs> calm down let's do a big one for 100 and then fucking disappear for for a week right. yeah but, but hey relax everyone <laughs> no, because we were lucky enough last week to be included in pax radio 2021 and for people who didn't manage to catch that live on PAX Radio, I'm going to be okay. posting that episode, episode as our episode for next week. So be prepared for some a review-only special episode of News to Reviews where we have uh, bloody Anthony on from the Beta Network. Ooh, it was so much fun. You know what, Zach? You know what? I'll forgive you just this once. <laughs> Thank you very much. And you'll have to forgive me again because it's episode 100. Yeah. So I've got... Some fucking peeps to thank because news to reviews doesn't just happen just with Lockie and I rocking up and turning on our fucking computers. It takes a whole lot of people. It takes all these wonderful guests 
all these wonderful friends and family I have to emotionally support me through deciding to do something as ridiculous as starting a podcast. And so, yeah, I've got some a few people I want to thank for episode 100. And first off, I have to thank the Inconsolables... I have I was a fan of the Inconsolables before I ever started this podcast. I I was listening to them before I started news to reviews. I think I heard you go, "Oh fuck, who, what was the name of the Was it Reset? That's because right. we were good buds with Reset for a while too That's and then right. um they uh went their separate ways. So Reset before they quit their podcast was how I got introduced to you guys and I'm so glad that they did because like we're out lasting all our friends and it's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you won't outlast us, Andrew. Yeah, you'll out, you'll outlive us, please. You, you, you guys not only have been just like wonderful people to collab with and get to go on your show and get to have you guys come over and guest on our show. You've also you, Mrs. L, Paul, and Sam. You've all become friends of mine. And I really appreciate that. Like, it, you're part of this community that's made me so glad that I've even decided to to start doing this. And I'm, I'm so glad that I got to meet you guys and get to work with you guys. I couldn't thank you enough. You're such a big support. Awesome. Oh, careful now. You'll start the waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would be amiss if I did not mention Roger. From the now defunct Button Mash podcast, Roger, Wait, you were ended? the first... They 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 ended. Oh, back Rog! Yeah, months ago now, Fuck. unfortunately. But you can still hear him every now and again when he pops by on news to reviews to come talk about games with us, Roger. And shout out to you, Chris, as well. Everyone, go buy some uh, Pixel Beans coffee. It's fan fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, both became great friends of mine, Roger. You've always been such a great supporter of this podcast i'm so thankful to have you as a friend and to get to meet you through doing this podcast brandon white and ali from the hungry gamers you've all you've heard them on the podcast before they're fantastic brandon in particular he reached out to me when we started the show and before i knew how message requests work so i had no idea he even reached out to me and uh I listened to an episode of his show and I sent him a message saying uh, what a you know, great show it is and how much I love it. And I found out he'd already reached out to me weeks beforehand just to say that he liked the show and just to offer some support. Brandon, you've been a supporter since day dot. You're an absolute legend. You're one of the nicest people I've ever had the that's, that's luck awesome. to meet through doing anything in my life. Brendan, you're an absolute champion. Thank you so much. And thank you so much just to the Hungry Gamers in general. I love your show. Everyone go and check it out. And just oh, what a wonderful bunch of peeps. Them and the 8-Bit Network. So great. And the Beta Network as well. You all know them. They've been on the show a million times before. All fantastic peeps and all offer great support for us. I don't know where I'd be without them. Other guests we've had on the show, you guys would know Ryan and Max from the Pop Culturalist. We had Luke from Party Loaded, though that podcast no longer exists. Andrew from a couple of NPCs, though that podcast no longer exists anymore. Buddy Watson from Radio Watson. Oh, buddy, that podcast is still around. It is absolutely fantastic. Leishy, Soju, and Anthony from What Do You Think About This? 
all fantastic guests that we've had on the show. Thank you so much, guys. Sam, my wonderful girlfriend, a fantastic supporter of the show. Obviously, she supports me in the madness of deciding to do this podcast. Thank you so much. Aaron, our most prolific guest. I am sure we have you on all the time because you're (laughs) fucking amazing. We love the banter. We love the conversation. You're an absolute legend and you're going to be gracing this podcast many many more times to come thank you so much my friend Aaron, we might seal you uh, look i'm happily yeah i love it this is let's do it i've got yeah your people can speak to my people let's do it it's I mean, true it's true aaron you are a diamond i mean i am our well, people, so, you know. then i guess my people talk to you yeah oh only solid user scores for nah, aaron that thank is you. for sure metacritic positive <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Metacritic positive for these guests as well. Torja, you're an absolute legend holding down our analytics over in Portugal. Bloody champion. Hunter, one of my best mates ever. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. And finally, Dazza, the man who helped me put together this PC that I'm recording this podcast on right now. Also, guests we've had on a couple of times and we will have on soon in the future. Thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough. And just to my friends and family, thank you so much for helping make this podcast possible. Uh, it's particularly to Tom and Jake, my best friends. You've been such a big supporter and helped me even make sure that we could get this thing started. So Sorry, guys. So many thank yous. Lockie, you're, you're my co-host. You're the, the biggest thank you I have to give out of everyone here. You're willing to set aside hours of your weekend every single weekend to hear me rant about this nerdy ridiculous bullshit not only are you my co-host you've become one of my best friends i love you (laughs) so much and i'm so thankful that i get to sit with you every week doing this show oh i love you too zach um (laughs) oh yeah big big ditto no i i love the show and I'm pretty sure I'm a way bigger nerd than you. Um, the crap that I want to go on to in tangents is um, I just want to get out of the gaming area. I just want to talk about, like, I want to talk about law. I want to talk about history. I want to talk about math. Why can't we get more math in the mix? Yeah, no, I'm a way bigger nerd than you. Fuck your maths. Fucking, I was going to say bring me, but actually, no, I'm more in programming. Uh, I can try. I've done it. Fast. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. My maths, I'm not I'm not smart. So okay. my maths is more like just assumptions and formulas and, you know, you know, testing the wind. And and if you think we aren't roughly going to this, steal, if you, if you think we aren't going to steal you for our show at some point, like, you're wrong. <laughs> I will kidnap you and tie you to a chair if I have to. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it's been an absolute, um, it's a, been a hell of a journey. Um, we've come a long way since we started off doing the podcast in, in your home where we didn't even have a, a desk um, and we needed to spread our legs like halfway. And you halfway needed a testicular bar yeah. yeah. And then you had this epiphany, maybe we should do a podcast. After you spread your legs and you're in the air, you're like, exactly. oh, you know what? Maybe we should do a podcast too. Exactly. After that, that's well, when we here. made the decision to do a podcast. Hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? <laughs> yeah. That's a cool cast. Soon coming to a feed near you. Uh, it's great. And and to be honest, I feel I feel honored and privileged to have you as as the um as the host pulling this all together. Because yeah. I am disorganized as fuck, so there's no way this show would have happened without all all that you do and the ongoing hard work that you do, especially in the editing. 
as well. Like I, I don't even like I, I cannot take credit for that and I can't give you more I can't give you any more praise than I can give you right now. You do it all. Yeah. This absolutely. guy right here, he does and it all, he makes I his show. Don't this is his show. Envy you this edit. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be an interesting one, but you know what? It had to be an interesting one because this is episode 100. We've all been indulging in some cheeky bevies. That's why this episode's so sloppy. And uh, But whatever. I love it. It's it's great. I couldn't have picked a better group of people to hit up episode 100 with. Thank you all so fucking much. Welcome to Triple Digits, bruv. Mm, feels different. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go back and geez. listen to my 100th episode. Like, what the fuck happened in my 100th episode? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh. Andrew, the, the the least I can do for getting for having you here to join us for episode 100 is getting you to plug, once again, your wonderful podcast and all the content you create. Where can everyone find the stuff that you guys do? Uh, I mean, if you really want to find us, you can find us at the, the Inconsolables. It's spelled pretty much as you'd expect. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at AU. You'll find us on pretty much any podcasting place, Spotify, Podchaser, etc., etc. You'll find us also on YouTube. Um, we are currently at doing a trial of, of the YouTube and and streaming them on Twitch live every Sunday. The time's a little bit variable because daylight savings fucked us. Um, but we all kind of are streaming on our, our separate Twitches. So there's uh, Kalgar, K-A-L-G-A-R, which is my one, which at the moment is on hiatus outside of the podcast. There's like Mrs. Lalante's M-R-S-L-L-A-N-T-E and Sammy Deej, S-A-M-M-Y-D-E-E-D-G-E. That's a tough one to say when you're like... 12 things <laughs> deep. Um, Paul's taking a step back at the moment, but he is still streaming occasionally at Thunder Mace AUS. Uh, and um, that's kind of it. He's, he, he, yeah. I could ramble more, but I'm not going to. I, I, I couldn't have picked a better guess from a, a show that has, as you said, your, your show is like the cousin of our show. Thank you so much for being We align so much, it's weird and scary. You have a couple of stories this week that we didn't, and I'm like, should I steal them? You know what? I'm probably not going to. Um, oh, Clay, you, you hosted our it. show a the few other weeks one. back. You, you steal whatever the hell you want. <laughs> hey, if you ever want to steal Aaron, if you're looking for a guest, no, we, we, we will yeah, steal just, Aaron at some point. That's you're for sure. more than welcome. We're going to steal yeah. Aaron. We're going to steal. We're going to steal Lucky. We're going to steal you. At some point, we're going to have a podcast of twelve people. Do I need to be worried if, I, if I'm walking <laughs> up the store to get a nice coffee and I just get thrown into a van kind of thing? With my... <laughs> Look, I don't know where you live, so you're safe for now. You're safe that guy looks now, like Aaron. But Get if, look, 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 look. If there's if there's someone who appears in a balaclava brandishing an axe, it might be me. Uh, just oh, I thought that was my partner, but oh, it's you, okay. <laughs> well, 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 look, I can look, I can throw axes. I can't use them in close range, so maybe I should. Maybe so I should, should be okay. <laughs> if it's a guy that's constantly trying to charge his phone, then that's probably me. Yeah, what, look, we're not going to steal. We're going to borrow you. Exactly. You can Go steal on. Aaron. No, you just borrow. have to bring him back. Yeah, it's not yeah, stealing. It's right. borrowing. Yeah, it's not human <laughs> right, trafficking. Yeah, how much? How, is caring. how much do you charge? Uh, well, it depends <laughs> on what I'm talking about. If we're talking about, you know, remedy games and uh, shooting phantasms, then I don't know. Ooh. Maybe a little bit. 
Oh, I did not know you've been charging, Aaron. I am not looking forward to the invoice. Aaron, yeah. <laughs> anything anything you want to get off your chest before we leave this one? Guys, I just want to say thank you and congratulations on the big 100. You guys do an incredible podcast. You've come so far since you've started. It's an incredible journey. Uh, I've, I'm really thankful and appreciate every episode I'm on, but... Without me on there as well, it sounds incredible. You guys do such a great job, and uh, I love every bit of it. Congratulations on the big 100, guys, and uh, I, I really can't wait to see how much this evolves and where it goes from here. Here, here. Wario. Now, Lockie, do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Um, I'd just like to thank, uh, well, I'd thank Zach, um, and it does take a village uh, um, to get this podcast together, so I'd like to thank you too both on there and and everyone that has um joined joined on this podcast before it's been an absolute amazing journey uh and i look forward to pumping out the next hundred let's see what crazy places we can go sounds great thank you everyone for listening for this very special episode 100 of news to reviews everyone out there please take care of yourselves and take care of one another 100%. That, that could avoid these kinds of issues. I think no, I'm definitely, definitely 100% going to do that excellent, now. excellent tip. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, speaking of excellent tip, I'm going to go piss out of my excellent tip. <laughs> That's the tip. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing that humble time. man. What a humble man that guy is. I, no, but also, I, I I love that he segued from something that's not on the podcast to something that is still he's not on the podcast. He's just everything in real life now. Yeah, like, everything's like, segwayed. Maybe, I mean, I said I need him to train me, but that might be the secret thing. You just segue everything you ever you, say, and then you just get good. He's at the shopping line, he's, you know, getting served by a checkout chick, and, you know, the person in front's like, I'll have my change. Yeah, here's your change. And then he comes in, like, speaking, speaking of, of change, change, here's a change of customer. <laughs> I, I've now gone from skim milk to full cream milk. <laughs> Speaking of change, I need to get home to the bathroom straight away. (laughs) I need to change my location from here to literally anywhere else. Oh, segue man in real life. I love it. Oh my god. Just can't That's his superpower. That's that's Zach's superpower, Segway Man. Segway Man. Here yeah, he comes. All right, all right, man. all right. Wow. We we stop here and let him discover that conversation. <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah. He will. It, it's definitely his his strongest attribute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very think... excited to hear all of this when I yeah when you edit. Your tip is your strongest attribute. <laughs> <laughs>